When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply be this kind of show then. What's up, Friday Eve, everybody? Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett Brooks. Derek Gunn. What up, Rob what Mellis. up, what up, fellas? How fellas! How y'all doing? doing today? Man, I'm Gunner, so you all right? right I, I know you had some uh, some issues getting in to the, the, the studio, the compound. <laughs> Are everything all right? Who, me? Or yeah, you, you. Oh, dude, I came back from Walmart. They got this whole, they got my whole interest to my development blocked off. They're redoing all the blacktop, and they redid two or three of the sidewalks. And I'm like, can't you people condense this? I mean, they, they got both in entrance and exit out. It's like, I sat there for 15 minutes waiting for these guys with the sign, stop, slow, stop. I'm like, what are you people doing here? Yeah, I was man. about to I was about to go across somebody's grass, but I hear I you. Do that. Barrett, do you good? Yo, you're 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 back in the friendly confines. You were at practice today, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, man. No, practice was early today. Uh, yeah. They, they went at 9 o'clock because it was so hot. Right. Bruh, I still haven't stopped sweating, man. I just walked in the door like maybe 10 minutes ago. Mm. And <laughs> it was it was so hot out there, man. I, I'm I'm sitting, you know, I'm sitting down on that, that on that hot concrete, the little uh, stands they have. Yeah, they have steps there, basically. They're, they're, they're like sort of like stands where you can sit right around the middle of all, all the fields yeah. where everything's going on. Well, um, I... Bro, I was so hot, man. I'm like, look, I, I got to go, man. So I, I was headed. I was walking back. I texted you guys. I was walking to the car. Yeah. And as I'm walking to the car, sweating profusely, I looked over, and uh, these little football, these kids that play football in the neighborhood um, over in Philly. Yeah. They saw me start talking to me, and they just ganged up on me, man. They, I mean, <laughs> they talking all kind of stuff. Oh, if I played against you. I would smash you. Now, these kids ain't no older than nine, ten years old. They talking more smack than a little bit. No kidding, man. So I'm like, yo, who you talking to? So I had to take one of the kids' water ice from them. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow. <laughs> Stole yeah, the kid man. water. Uh, that'll oh, teach him. That'll teach him. Yeah, I like so it. I'm telling, I'm telling I said, so what? Go tell. I'll tell for you. Go ahead. Okay. 
It was crazy, wow. man. Got to set these... straight, man. You got to put on the right yeah. path at a young age. I'm all, I'm all for that, man. That's so right. how old are you? You went straight bully tactic on him. Yeah, Good. yeah. Good. Oh, I, I, I kind of knew him because um, um, my wife's little cousin uh plays for him. You okay. know what I'm saying? So I know half the kids out there. Oh. But you ain't just gonna ride up on me like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't know what type of day I'm having at that time. At that yeah, point right. in time. Wow. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you blacked out is what you did. I, no, I didn't black out. I, I kind of <laughs> no. I, I just, I just took the blue water ice, the raspberry water he, ice. He blacked out from the heat for from what right. was going on earlier. Yo, you, know, yeah. you, you guys Africa were talking about outside. Yeah, you're talking about the heat. And my dad and my uncle said when I was a kid, every summer like clockwork, when the heat and humidity got to a certain point, they would tell the same joke over and over. Man, it's so hot outside. I just saw a policeman chasing a robber, and they were both walking. <laughs> <laughs> They would tell the same joke that over and line. over every, yeah, summer, you gotta, every summer. You got to play the hits, Gunner. You know what I mean? You I know, man. I know. <laughs> All right. So I see a lot of folks in the chat section, and I, I see everybody. What's up, everybody? I am a man of my word, okay? For wait, wait, wait. Before you get to that. Yes. Uh, Chris D has the best question yet. How's the Steps Project coming? I will go take a picture during the next break. I finished it off today. There oh, you go. To, All right. Yep. That's I my got, boy. I got to remove the tarp. I put some tarp on it just, just so nobody stepped on it. But, yeah, I'm going to show you guys. Maggie, are you there? Can you give us your assessment of this, please? The <laughs> little Roberts does it. She'll check in. She will check in. But, I, I all right, so I I am – look what I found. Yeah. Found Skippy. Yeah. And, and super chunk. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Extra crunchy. Extra crunchy. So I, I I did everything I was supposed to do. I held up my end of the bargain. Now I uh, just to prove that it is the chunky junk, which I can't stand. You guys can the see chunky the junk. <laughs> you can, you can wait, see wait, it in me, there. Let right? me ask you this: Have yes. you ever have you ever eaten Skippy before? I've eaten it uh, when there was nothing else. Yes. Yeah. I've eaten okay. It. So you absolutely had to, right? Okay. Yeah. When I absolutely had. Uh, now okay. you can see the chunks in there, right? I'm not lying. You see it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So I just wanted to make sure, you know, I don't want anybody questioning, you know, what, what I'm doing. That, oh. Now, so people who were just tuning in, maybe to see yesterday, I, the deal was you give us 100 likes, 150. No, 150, me, yeah. 150 likes, and I would eat chunky peanut butter, which skeeves me, okay? <laughs> which what? Skeeves <laughs> me, skeeves how, me, grosses me that? out. How do you spell that? S-K-E-E-V, I don't know. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm gonna eat it today, but let's let's you know give it up for for that. Let's let's see if we can do 150 or more today. But let the, here we go. So let's start smashing the like button right now. But all right, what, what, now John's already saying, what's oh. the challenge for 200 likes? Is this I, I can't do it every day, man. Right, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> that, hey, did you see what Xander said? Yesterday no. we had 189 likes. Today's goal is 200. We okay. need 200 likes today. All right, that's our goal. Now, that's all our right, goal. Here's the here we go. Come on, Rob. You can do it, baby. You can do it. That's a good chunk there. I just took a big bite. There you go. You got to wash it down with some milk, dude. You need some milk to wash it down. Oh. No, no, you know he does milk. He has water, man. What do you mean, oh, yeah, dude. Skippy peanut butter is good. <laughs> if he regurgitates no. on air, I'm off the show the rest of the day. If I puke on I'm the done. air, it's 300 likes. I'm done. I am done. All right. Well, I will eat. I'll finish it all off. Trust me. I'm not just going to give you. I'm not going to. I, I don't. I'm not going to. You know, just go easy. I'm doing the whole, the whole slice there. So we'll get it done. We'll get all it. right. Well, guys, I missed the. I missed the morning um, call. See, we. You know, everyone. We do a, a rundown call, just to put the show together. You know, where yep. guests are. You know, 
kind of what we're going to have, uh, what we're going to have to after the breaks and things of that nature. So I missed it because I was coming back here. Hmm. But uh, what what um what do we have on deck today, man? All right, so we have at one o'clock Matt Gelb. Okay. Is going to join us from the athletic. Yep, yep. Billy, big win yesterday, man. Really big. Um, great game, by the way. It was it was a phenomenal baseball game. Wheeler was great. The heck is they going got on here? a really clutch home run from Castellanos and David Robertson closed. Wait, it wait, out. wait, wait. Who who got the clutch home run? Who'd you say? Um, who say it again? Why well, you got a mouthful of peanut chunky? butter? Peanut butter's in say, my. Say it again. <laughs> Maybe he's getting better at the right time, man. Yeah, yeah, seriously, though, man. Like, if he starts heating up now and they hey, get John, Harper back and, and Segura back, yeah. look out, dude. Look John, out. Dicker, John Dickers is tripping. 200 likes, and D-Gun has to do the skull chant. Come on, man. You, that, oh, that, that, that's worse what? than eating chunky that peanut butter. That is good. Uh, his, brother, his, his brother yeah. loves the Vikings. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You no, know what, John? Yes. Come yes. on, man. Hold that's up, man. Good, that's a, that's I like good, that, that's John. A, that's it. That's all good. right. So, gang, and we see there's Mama Brooks uh, checking in. What's up, Mama Brooks? Good um, morning, Mom. Saying hi to Chris, our girl Chris. Um, so, here's here's what we do. We got to get to 200 today, though. We, that's our goal. We got to 189, as Xander said and, Bar- and Derek said earlier. We get to two bills. May- now, Barrett, maybe you even bring your brother. Uh, maybe we get him on the show. What's what's your brother's first name? Philip. Philip? Yeah, but he works during this time. He works for okay. the post office during this time. Okay. I, I, maybe I can have him call from the post office. Philip Brooks? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Philip got Phil- No, no, not, I'm sorry. Not your brother. Derek's brother. Who, who oh, Derek. Like, oh, my brother. My brother's name is Marvin. All right. Yeah. We, so we maybe we get Marvin on, and you have to do the skull chant to Marvin, who's a Vikings fan. Look, my brother's the worst because oh, he's, a, he's a Cleveland Browns fan. Yeah, I don't I mean, even get. I don't get that at all, man. You how, speak how? Lewis? What? what I, exactly. I can see if you. Yeah, you're a Cardinal fan. I mean, what is that? I, I just don't know. I don't understand how it happened. But he like he's he's a he's a, he was a still when I was playing for the state he was a Steelers fan all but two days out of the year, which is crazy. The well, two times he, we played Cleveland, he was always a Cleveland fan. But he even when you were an Eagle, right? He he would still he wasn't even an Eagle. Still, fan. no, still a Cleveland. I, fan. I don't get it, man. I don't get from that. birth, man. I don't know what's wrong with him, man. All right, so let's get let's hit the like button, folks. We get the two. My mom probably pro- you know my mom probably found him somewhere and took him. In. That's <laughs> he, exactly what happened. He was on a doorstep somewhere. Right. <laughs> I just feel bad for <laughs> him. Scooped him up. Uh, this is yeah. one of those shows. I hope we do not get the two hundred likes. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> I, I do not. Gunner, it's Gunner. All right, we get to oh, 200. You got to do your skull for, for, for your brother Marvin. I've Marvin. never heard of skull. What is the skull chant? Do they do that? Yeah, it's it sort of goes. like a tomahawk. It, yeah. But they oh, do, like with the, like the, 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 the Viking Florida guy. State? He has the, he has the oh, horn. Yeah, yeah. yeah that. Everybody in the stadium goes, oh. I can't even let the words come out of my mouth. Bro. It's sacrilegious. That was, that's a, that place there, man, was the when it was the old dome. Oh, yeah. It was oh, the worst, God. man, because they used to pump in. Crowd noise. No, we never pumped it in. They caught him, and they never got fined or anything for it. I don't understand it. Why? Yeah, why? Why is that allowed in a dome? Exactly, exactly. And that's come on, weak. Come on, By Chris the way, D. that's weak that you need to do that in a dome. Right, exactly. Come on, Chris D. You're supposed to be on my side. Come on now. No, Chris knows. Come Chris on, is Chris. right. Derek doing the skull champ for his brother. That's no, it. I like that. that. Oh my goodness. Marvin will be oh. in his glory. Yes, he will. All Look right. at it, Birdman 990. We coming for D gun. Okay. Good. This I get a right. break. I don't have to eat something I hate one day. Be nice. How um, about how about sardines on crackers? Uh-uh. 
<laughs> you know, it's funny you said because I told you, I told you, we grew up, we grew up on that. We had it was like a my dad would buy the ten cans of sardines all the time, and we don't want the rich, not the rich, the uh, the saltine crackers. And, That's and, uh, good, man. And I we, put, I used to do the same thing. You know, I used to eat. Um, I used to put uh, mustard on mine. Wait, mustard on sardines? Yes. Yes, mustard. Oh, I ain't I've heard, I ain't I've heard of that actually. I, I think yeah. it's amazing. It was pretty good. The dark like mustard it. or light, Barrett? The regular, uh, must, to me, the regular. Mustard. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only different mustard I know is grape poupon. Grape I don't even eat that junk. What is that? that we just mustard, just mustard with mayo in it, right? Mustard for rich people. No, I would just we would just do it sardine right on the cracker, and that's it. Just okay. and no, I didn't even think about it about looking at the fish with the little eye. They all had sardines had the little eye and the little tail on them. You eat now. I didn't even think about it back then, but now I'd be like. Oh, I just hit 42. I'm, I'm, I hit 42 for 42 likes. There you I was go. 42. Wait, you hit 42? You, yeah, I, I just hit, I was the number 42. Yeah. Oh. Well, you do. Okay. All right. Just remember, Barry, your turn's coming. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to get the show likes. That's all. I'm doing my part, man. I'm That's doing all my part. You want to see me do that dang skull chant. That's what you want. Yeah, I, I see. All right, I, let's I, get I, I did my part. I did my That's part. Good. All right, so we we got we'll get Barrett. Oh, so Barrett, to give me, I forgot to give. We're in the middle of giving you the rundown. So we got yep. Matt Gelb at one, two thirty. EJ Smith is going to join us. EJ was down there with you uh, today. At I saw the him. I saw him. Yep. Yeah. So they went. Uh, today was the longest practice. Hour fifty, baby. Hour and fifty. And, and did you know they're off tomorrow? No, I didn't know that. Again. Yeah. Well, they had a good practice today, man. They had a tough practice. They got it in the end of the day, man. Like. I'm really starting to turn the corner on what they do out on the field. Their, their methodology, yeah, the way they're going about this. They, yeah. they go about their business, man. It's not like you see anybody walking around. There's no wasted time. Okay. You rarely see people standing around. The only people really standing around are probably the D-line and the O-line, and they're not standing around because they're doing reps. I got, a question. Reps. I got a question for you, Barrett. Mm-hmm. Okay, they don't hit in practice. Well, they hit today. They hit yesterday. I mean, they okay. okay, what hitting? Hitting like what? Just initial hit and then stop, or what? What? No, they're drive blocking and everything. They just don't finish plays. Like offensive lineman, if he has a chance to dump a defensive lineman, he's not going to do it. Although okay. I said a defensive, I saw a defensive lineman today finish a uh, thirteen tackle and put him on his butt. I'm talking about laid him out. Oh, you know that's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight eventually. Well, okay, eventually, so yep. so how does Malata and and Dillard have concussions? How is that possible? Is it? Uh, I'm asking. I, no, I don't know. I'm proposing this. I don't know. But I mean, they're, if they're in the trenches, there is contact. Yeah, yeah. They, but they've got they, the mushrooms on their helmet. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Bumper cars on their helmet. How did both have concussions today? It, well, Barrett, I'm, I'm asking. Does everybody wear it? They, every player has that stuff I, on. The, the 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 wide receivers and corners don't have them. Safeties don't have them. But the linebackers, D line, O line, tight ends. Have the mushrooms on their helmet. Okay, so I don't, I don't know how they got them. I, I don't know. When I heard that this morning, I said, "What?" So it was Malad and who? Uh, and, and Dillard. Dillard. And and De- both, uh, Devontae Smith Smith's was out with a groin injury for just an FYI. But, but yeah, yeah so I didn't those, see him today. Yeah, I didn't see him today. Malad and Dillard were out with concussions. So I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I tell you what. Um, today was physical. Um. I tell you what, man, Davion Taylor is starting to show me something, man. Okay. Davion Taylor is it I mean he his one-on-one um pass um pass coverage has gotten better. He's more instinctual. He's playing faster. Uh Kazir White playing mm-hmm. faster. And I kept telling you guys that um 
Nicobe Dean, it's going to take a while for him to get in the offense. I kept telling you he wasn't going to be a day one starter. It, it may, it's probably going to take him the you know latter part of the year to even get on the field taking some defensive reps. I, I buy that, Barrett. I mean, we're you're we're asking. Hey, you're trying to teach him three different positions. Number one, he's trying to learn the pro game, and yep. and you know you have some linebackers now. It's not like you're desperate to, to have to get him out there right away. In fact, I see Bradley taking more reps than he does. No kidding. Which is pretty good because Bradley's looking pretty good. Yeah, he's and, looking and, good, and he's the, he's the best special teamer too. I, yeah. he needs, I mean, there were some people saying he might get cut. I I don't believe he's getting cut. Man. Not after what I saw today. I, yeah. I don't think he's going to get cut either. Yeah, they're 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 going well, in the right direction, man. They, it's not as though they, you know, just because they got this this uh, team that everybody's saying they're going to be good, they're not worrying about what us as, as fans are, and, and and media are saying. They don't care what we're saying. They're going mm-hmm. about their business and going to work. Then I did see some, I did see some guys that they're not going to make the team just because they just don't work hard enough, man. I I, mean, I saw guys, and they, you know, you could tell the difference between going hard and going hard. Playing hard with intention and then just, you know, lollygagging and not really lollygagging, but not going as hard as you can go, exhausting mm-hmm. yourself, getting your body used to going um, physically um, to, to the limit every single play. And those are the guys that get cut. Those are the guys that don't get better. Right. And I saw some guys like that um, today. You know, and I, I don't want to call them out. I don't want to really say anything, but everybody's seeing because they don't see the production on, on the practice field when it counts. Because of what they're doing in drills is a direct reflection of what they're doing um, on the field when their opportunity comes and, and, and they're in there playing defense. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting, it's, man. It's, uh, you know, Epps is, is playing at a high level. Epps goes hard every single rep. Ep- Barrett, he, every, everything I'm seeing from Epps is the dude's killing it all camp. He's he been, is he's killing it. Everywhere. He's hungry. Harris, he's got that dog mentality. He's hungry. Right. And then I told you, Harris, I think that I thought they were going to move him from being that deep. Free safety, yeah. To strong safety. He's in the box more. That's exactly what Harris is. He's playing well, but um, Kayvon Wallace, man, he's got to do more in practice. He's got to do more when the camera's not looking. He's got to do more when he's up there doing reps. You can't have fast reps and think you're not going to have fast uh, play when it's, when the, when the lights come on. Right. You're going to play exactly the way mm-hmm. you practice. If you're going full go, your body get used to going full go. Mm-hmm. You can't just turn it on. You know, you got guys like like um, AJ Brown going full speed every single time he's on the field. Yeah, sprinting, running Barry, hard. Barry, he practices like To yes. doesn't he? I mean, To practiced <clears throat> hard. Catches, I mean, catches everything. Yep, competes every single play. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I the expectation I see on the field is him doing that. Same thing with Epps when they're in drills. Going full speed, turning his hip, making sure he's turning that leg over, getting where he has to be, getting where his space is supposed to be. Then I see guys that's just, all right, I'm just going to go through the drill. Uh, let me, you know, all right, all right, all right, let me finish hard. You got to go fin- – you got to fit act like you're finishing from the start of the drill to the end of the drill. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I see guys that aren't doing it, they don't ha- they don't have that luxury of not doing it. Yeah, and those, and and some coaches. of these guys, I think it sounds like are borderline guys too, man. They're, they're Right, right, you know. Couple of defensive line, I start doing the same thing. And don't think coaches don't see it because everything is on film nowadays. Ah, da, da. You you cannot hide. You cannot hide anymore. So you know those are the guys lollygagging. Those guys are going to be applying for the CFL or trying to catch on somebody else's practice squad to keep that up. Let me also tell you guys. Did you guys know this? 
that the Eagles um, sometimes will air the practice on their website. No, I didn't really? know that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Wow. I didn't know that. You know, okay. I mean, I didn't know that sometimes they'll go ahead and, and film the practice and, you know, they'll have um, Spud. <laughs> Spud will be, you know, commentating over it, talking okay. over it, showing different things. But, yeah, it's on the website. You can see the live practice on the website. Interesting, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't either. They don't do it every single time. Mm. But um, I was trying to see if I could they could put on the alert, you know what I'm saying, because I'm, I'm having um, NBC – Tell me when they do it. Hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot from practice today. I learned a lot from practice today. Okay. All right. You know? Well, so tell me if, if this observation, because I, I, I read as much as I can from people who are down there. Um, defense way outplayed the offense today. Like in, in the defensive line in particular had a really good day. True On pass play? plays. On pass okay. plays, they okay. dominated. The front, the, the, the front four, the front three, whoever's in there. Mm-hmm. Dominated, you know. Even the first team line had some problems against them. Okay. But then again, you got to give the offensive line um, props on them running the ball. They out man. They muscled guys in the in the running game. Nobody said that, did they? You know, the running back wasn't getting touched till he got to the second level. Yeah, it was. It was more just defensive line won the battle, like kind of one of those deals. But they okay. won the battle in the pass rush. But they got their ass kicked, handed to them in the run. So much so, the past two times I seen him in full pass, and I seen uh, and I saw, you know, um, uh, the run game. Then mm-hmm. I'm getting kind of nervous. I'm literally getting kind of nervous because those guys are being pushed around a little bit. It, it Barrett, mm-hmm. is any of it hurts is holding it too long in the pass game? No, I mean those guys are getting out physical. Okay, and and I think a lot to do has a lot to do with Big Jordan not being over the left tackle. Yeah, he, he didn't, like we mentioned, if, if you're just tuning in, he was out today. He's He and Dillard have concussions, so he did not play. Dillard. Right, so you could tell it was a lot of the, uh, it was a lot of the um, pressure coming over there. Also, the defense, I got to give Gannon props because he he he, um, he schemed it. He schemed it perfectly. They're playing a, light t- a lot tighter man-to-man, a lot more man-to-man, a lot more uh, cover three. What's the front look like? Like what, it, what's it, it, a lot it of different looks, multiples. It varies, yeah, it varies. You know, sometimes they have, uh, like today was a lot of passing downs. There was a lot of passing that were, they were trying to accomplish. So it was a lot of nickel front, which was four defense, well, two D, two D tackles, and those uh, those hybrid guys on the end, like BG. So Reddick's on the end for, in that set. Or yeah. Where is he? Okay. Yeah. Reddick's on is, one is side. He, is, he, is he standing up or his hand in the dirt? Hand standing up, standing up. Okay. Um, for the most part. Uh, Sweat had a good day today. Okay, Sweat, man, he's getting better, man. He's he he's he's gonna be a trooper, man. I mean, I he might be second or third as far as sacks this year. That's how good he looks. Okay, Sweat looks good. Derek, he's got to work harder at um Barnett at, 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 at finishing plays, man. You know, I mean, you know, you, you like I said, the way you work in practice usually is going to reflect how you play when the lights come on, like in game situations, scrimmage situations. If you half-ass do it when you're out there, then you're going to get the same effort because your body only knows that way of doing things. If you go full go, your body's used to it, so it's not going to be hard for you to turn it on. But if you never turned it on and you wait until it's time to turn it on, your body won't know how to react to that. There's very few people that can go without practice and go in and just debo. Mm -hmm. Very few people. Few and far between. There's only gifted, certain gifted athletes that could do that. 
none of these guys that I'm talking about are that gifted <laughs> the to guy, be able to turn it This on. guy could do it. The guy yes. behind me. Yeah, but yeah, those yeah. Guys, the guys we're talking about aren't that guy. Okay, right, That guy That's right there didn't have to practice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He probably didn't practice hard either. I, I, would, I, would, I would go so far as to say Big Reggie didn't practice hard. Yeah. But when, you're, when you have a God-given talent like he had, yeah. You don't have to worry about that. You know what I'm no. saying? Like his anointing showed every time he wanted to turn it on, he could. See, Barrett, that bothers me about Barnett. Like, dude, you know, you've you've been underwhelming. And I'm, I'm being kind here, you know, in your career for a guy who was taken where he was taken. And, you know, you should be out there busting your ass. I mean, you got – you took a, a, a you know, a, a way less money. Uh, half, he paid half. I mean, you remember he made 10-5 last yeah. year? Yeah. This year he's making 5-5. Five, five. And, you know, and you took it because you didn't have other options, basically. And you still, man, it's discouraging. Well, I mean, so, but I'll probably get some, I'll probably get some slack for saying that, you know, about, uh, about Barnett or, or saying that about, uh, about uh, Kayvon Wallace. Keep it real, man. But if they got a problem with me saying it, then let's sit down and watch film about it. Let's sit yeah. down and watch film. Let's see what you did on practice and see if it translated during the team drill. I mean, I, I I would do that any day. You know what I'm saying? I'm, one thing I'm not going to do is lie. Yeah. What I see is what I see. I'm not going to lie about what I see. Now, you want me to pat you up and hey, you're doing a great job? No, I'm not going to do that because I know at the end of the day, you're either not going to make the team or you're not going to be on the field. You're not going to make that 50, uh, 47-man roster on game day for damn sure. I, I, all right. Let, let me um, hit you with another observation I saw from a lot of folks. Good day for Britton Covey? Yes. Great day. And you know what? I Kobe may not make this team, but I see two or three years down the road, he's the next West Welker. And I'm not mm. saying, you know, you know, just because his side, his speed, his speed. And I mean, the kids got heart. Hmm. And I see him being that type of player. You sounds know, nobody like they try to bury him on the practice squad. They'll just try to, try to, to. Correct it. yeah yeah if, if, and, it sounds like somebody'll scoop him up if they do yeah. that and he he'll end up he'll end up somewhere like um like you know New England or something and right. and, and and become an all-star simply because he just works so hard he's out there with a purpose he understands but I in the same breath that I you know I'm, I'm, I'm saying casting doubt on certain people I'm also got I also got to say this Jalen Rager stepping it up mm. I saw I saw a work ethic, enthusiasm that I hadn't seen before. Not good. He's being intentional about being a football player. There's a very, there's a very good intent in the way he's practicing, the way he's working. Okay, you know what I'm saying. You know, that's encouraging, I, man. Maybe very, the, very, the light switch has finally got you know flicked here. I'm very encouraged about what um, Rager's been doing. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm sorry, what he did today. Well, he had a, and apparently he was very good the other day too. So he's had a couple good, you know, couple good practices here. You got to uh, do that. Can be consistent. Uh, Minshew, Minshew's got some work to do also. Hmm. How was Hertz? Hertz was good, and I don't want this to happen. People start talking about oh, he threw an interception, threw an interception, but then he starts holding the ball because if it's not open, he's not going to throw the ball. See, that's the damn if you do, damn if you don't right. um, type of situation that you can put quarterbacks in by saying, oh, he didn't have a bad day, he threw two picks. He might have been throwing those picks so he could learn what he can and can't do. But if he doesn't at least try to, how does he figure out he can't do it? See, a lot of the times when people you know, are judging him over what he's doing, 
He's either trying new stuff. He just had a bad play that play. But there's also other factors that are involved with these picks. Like it, it may be something where the wrong route was been been run. Mm-hmm. A hot wasn't seen by the receivers, so they didn't break into the uh, the right coverage. Or maybe it's just the guy that he was playing against that time, the receiver was playing against, just had a better play than the receiver or just outsmarted um, the quarterback. Those things happen. But he, I, I don't want him to start holding the ball so long because he didn't want his stat, his stat line and people talking about him throwing interceptions dictate to him and everybody else that he's going to hold the ball and not take chances. See, that's Sometimes what I'm afraid of. That's yeah. what I'm afraid of. Yep. Well, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? I mean, we, we when we talk about him, people, uh, I think, mistakenly always focus on arm strength. I think he's fine there. But it, it's it's getting the ball out quickly. It's going through your progressions. It's staying in the pocket and doing your thing. I mean, if you know, and if that's an issue now, that's going to be an issue when it gets real mm-hmm. come September 11th. So that's uh, that's worrisome. I, you I don't want it to start. You don't want to see, but today – he was getting the ball out. He was making plays. He threw one in the dirt to keep from throwing an interception down in the red zone. Mm-hmm. I like that. Fine with yep. that. If it's not there, live to see another day, man. Exactly. So he's he's a lot better. He's miles ahead of where he was last year at this point. Okay. Put it like that. You know, I didn't see much of um, Carson Strong. I didn't, you know, William Stark. I, I really didn't uh, – Actually, I'm I'm, I'm apologize because I didn't really focus on um, Carson Strong today. I was looking a bit a little Minshew, a little bit of Hurts, but for the most part, I wanted to see what the safeties were doing and the linebackers how they. That's I focused on them for the most part throughout that. I didn't even go down with the offensive line. You know, I watched a couple of one on ones, but but you know just enough I could see okay he's playing well. But then after that, I was down and I was watching um, seven on seven one on ones. Uh, team with um with 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 you know entire teams because I really wanted to see how the safeties were playing, how the um how the linebacks were playing. Oh, How's Kaiser White looked there? I, we, I haven't heard a lot on him. Sometimes that's good. He's looking quick. He's looking explosive. He's not got, getting a lot of balls thrown to him because he's on the receiver he's supposed to be on. Okay. Uh, T.J. Edwards once again had a great practice. Um, he wants to be perfect. So if he's not perfect. He gets mad at himself and tries to go out there and fix whatever he did. You could tell that, you know, he's getting better. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's getting better, man. I think the linebackers um, are going to be really good, man. They, they are looking good. He reminds me a lot of um, – remember the linebacker we had from, uh, from, from, from Texas? He went to um, – Jordan Hicks? Jordan Hicks. He reminds me a lot of Jordan Hicks. Okay. I mean, Jordan Hicks, when he was Jordan on Hicks. the field, was excellent. He just Absolutely. couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. You know, so he he's, he's looking like that type of player. <laughs> Okay. You know what I'm saying? You can tell he's the leader too. He's leading. He's leading while he's in there. So, and that might be another reason why it takes the Kobe Dean a while to get out there. I mean, I don't it, know. It, it, you know, it, that's know. a good problem to have. I don't you know. guys are playing well. Have you had a chance know. to look at the wide receivers match it up against Bradbury and Slay? Those two are very. I mean, those two are so good, man. And you can tell it's it's, it's it's a competition between the three of them. It's a competition between Avani Maddox, Slay, and Bradbury. They're both trying to out – they're all three of them are trying to outplay each other, which is healthy competition. You yep. want that. Yep. It's the game within the game with those three. You know what I'm saying? Oh, by the way, my guy, my guy is out there balling now. I keep telling you, don't sleep on 
Um, McPherson. Okay. Zach McPherson is balling. Balling. So he looks like he's ready to take that next step. Yeah, he looks like it. Um, I say I, I tell you, <laughs> one other guy that's taking the next step. Um, um, Joshua Scott. They put him in a little, put him a little safety. I mean Josiah Scott. That's not Josiah Scott. Uh, they like Maiden also. Jared Maiden. He's he's playing pretty well also. <laughs> Zach McPherson, man, he's he's showing me something, man. Okay, that's good. That's yep. a good sign, man. And you said Davion Taylor too. Showed you a Davion, little something. Davion looks like a freak out there, man. You know, it's his ability to run. Now he's diagnosing things better. He's coming downhill. Because he's a guy who didn't play a ton of football in his in his high school year. He was sort well, of yeah. He was, was a Jehovah's witness. Guy. He was a Jehovah's witness. Right. And they don't play playing on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times he couldn't play mm-hmm. on Saturday games, you know, just from his faith. So it was hard for him to really hone in on being a good football player until he got to college. Mm-hmm. But everybody saw the talent. Everybody could see how good he was in high school, was Colorado gave mm-hmm. an opportunity to go out there and, and um and, and you know try to play better. And and he took advantage of the opportunity. <coughs> was it third round pick? Yeah, third, I believe. Third, third round pick. Yeah. 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 So Davion looks Davion looks really good, man. He's third round pick from 2020. Yep. Davion looks good. He is representing, you know, okay. and I, I, I saw, I saw glimmers of it last year. It's showing up right now. You can say he's a totally different player than he was. Totally different player. This is good, man. I love this stuff. This is why I love it when you're down there. I, lo- I love getting the insights. Who looks good? Who doesn't? What's I don't happening. love being hot though. <laughs> it, was, it was so hot out there, bro. I was you taking one. You taking one for the team, man. Yeah. And, people, and then people kept talking, trying to talk. I'm like, come on now. You know, then people want to come up and shake my hand, give fives. You know, and I'm I'm thinking about monkey pox and all that nonsense, <laughs> man. So I want to push people away. Get away. You know, Barrett's in a hazmat suit. You know, He's standing you know, around. Don't don't get near him. Yeah. I want to talk about unclean, <laughs> unclean. Oh my god. Unclean. Yeah, man. I'm unbelievable. I'm, yeah, he said yeah, monkey man, pox. Yeah, I was like, so, you know, you know all right, good. Well, all right. So, so I want to I want to keep dipping into this, man, because we'll, we'll keep rolling with the observations here. I got to hit you with a couple others that I that I noticed like people reacting to today. Again, EJ Smith's going to join us at two thirty. EJ was down there uh, with Barrett as well. Matt Gelb at one o'clock talking some Phillies as they're back at it tonight at home against the Nets. Thor on the mound tonight. Syndergaard will be pitching for the Phillies. That's right. I used to call it Thor, right? That's right. That's right. Um, so we'll do that, but we'll, let's continue with the camp observations when we come back. Barrett, go get a, go get a nice cold drink, man. Cool off. Oh. And, and we'll keep, I'll keep throwing down my crunchy peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get through it. Let's go 200 likes today. So while we're at the break, let's hammer the like button. All right, let's do that. D-Gun. Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, finances, right? You work your tail off every single day to help yourself get set up for later in life or just to have something in the in, in the old savings, man. And knowing who to trust is difficult. But I found the right person, and I want to share it with you. That's Jim Murray from Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, review if you have a small business, you try to set up employee benefits, whatever the case may be, He's a great resource. If you're not really sure, reach out to him. He can, he can help you with this, or he can steer you in the right direction. Uh, for me, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier, and you will be too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751. That's 610-996-4751. You can email him as well, 
at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at Principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at Principal.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. tasty so crunchy so gross yes i am eating my peanut butter in case you're just tuning in skippy which i don't like and it's extra crunchy and it's very oily this this stuff you need you got to take a spoon and mix it up a little bit man man oh i by the way i sent you guys the steps i saw that you did a nice job thank you if xander can pull that up uh my my other project that I did this morning was uh, resetting all the stone in my, uh, in my steps leading into the house. So I got that done, man. It was, uh, 
It wasn't as painful as I thought. I didn't screw it up as badly as I thought I was going to. That's a fine job, young man. Fine I, job. Thank you, Barry. What, what, did, what did you use as an adhesive for it? I the used that, the, the Gorilla Glue uh, for, for um, stone and mason work. Uh, so I did the whole bottom. So what you're seeing right there is I did – oh, Barrett, I, I actually kind of took your advice. I removed the entire bottom step, and mm -hmm. I redid all of those. And I did – I would say I probably did of the, of the second – like the, the top row that you see, I probably did almost all but maybe three of those. So I did, I did a decent amount uh, over those. I see that's good. See that now you're gonna have that strength of being together now. You yeah, know what I mean, and I I got them. I I married them together as well. So they there should you go. Be, yeah, we'll see. We'll see so if it holds up. For, you, first you rain, it'll it'll just all be like you, gone. You, you know? Did you put adhesive on the side of each brick also? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I was. All right. I actually, in fact, I had two of those uh, gorilla glue things, and I ran out of them way quick. So I had to hustle up to the to the Home Depot and grab another one. So we yeah, got it. We got yeah, it done. Yeah, we got it done. Not bad, not terrible. You know, we'll see. I hope it holds up. It, it only takes twenty four hours for that to catch. So I got the tarp right. over it right now. I don't want the you know mailman to have any issues or whatever. So yeah, we'll see. We'll hold it up. But I got it done probably about ten o'clock this morning. I finished it off. So all good. Oh, see that man? I'm eating peanut butter. I'm doing projects around Look the at house. You. I'm you're, evol you're evolving. <laughs> I, it was like a, a, a low bar that was set. So I've, I've slightly you know raised it up. Um, maturation, maturation of, of yeah. Rob E. Uh, we're trying. We're trying, man. Things you never thought you would do or try. Look at you expanding yourself. You expanded yeah. your palate. You're I doing know. home projects now. We'll be, we'll be calling you tool time next. It takes a village, man. It takes a village. <laughs> so, Xander, where are we, man? Where are we with likes? I need I need to know where we're at right now. So we No, can, we don't need to know all that. We don't need to know. There we go. No. So if you if you're just tuning in. Uh, Derek, who is a avowed uh, Viking hater, rightfully so, uh, you know, growing up yes. in the Green Bay, in the Wisconsin area. Uh, although his brother Marvin likes to rub it in because he is one. He is a Vikings fan. But if we get to 200 today, we're only at 80. Oh man, we got to pick this up big time. Thank you, thank you, big people. time. Thank you. All right, so if we get it to 200, folks, we're at only at 80, man. All right, let, let's get this thing to 200. We get it to 200. Derek has to do the skull chant, which is the Vikings chant. You have any Vikings gear? Do we can we dress them up in anything too? Can we do that? Do I, did you ask me? Do I have Vikings gear? <laughs> I would take Vikings gear and put it in a fire pit in the backyard before I let I, it come in my house. I respect that. I totally respect that. That's yes. not happening. So Barrett, you don't have any by, by any chance laying around anywhere. You did, I know you didn't play for the Vikings. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. You, you're muted. I will actually go. And, and, and just as fast as I can get everything else from off Amazon. Okay. Send an Amazon box to you that will be to you by tomorrow, if need be. What do we want to put him in? We want to put him in like an old school uh, Fran Tarkenton jersey. Uh, or maybe maybe the Vikings helmet with the Vikings. Oh, yeah, the horns. Things, you know, the long braid coming down. The blonde thing going down. A blonde, a blonde yeah. wig. <laughs> Derek in a Vikings blonde helmet. What, yeah, we that would be pretty funny, man. If he had a Vikings out and he, he had to, to blow the Viking <laughs> horn, that horn. <laughs> That'd be pretty. I good, hated man. that, bro. Then you had the guy oh coming out on the on, on the um on the chopper. The Viking coming out. Oh on the yeah, chopper. what was that too? Yeah. Dude, let me tell you something. When I, when I went to cover Vikings games in that new stadium they have, and that horn would go off, man, it would just reverberate off the walls. Yep. Dude, it was like you were in a movie. You would hear that, and it was just, 
And all of a sudden, these people start with that chant. I can't say the word. Okay, you know, but start with that chant. And you're yeah. right. It looked like the it looked like Florida State and the Atlanta Braves fans doing that tomahawk chop. Yeah, yeah. You know, that used to be that used to be like the greatest thing when I was you know growing up and you know watching football, college football. That was like one of the biggest things I I I, I loved, man. Oh man. That, oh, well, yeah. Florida State was great in those days. Too. Oh yeah. yeah, back in the Bobby Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden. Oh yeah. my god. He come out. He come out with that 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 spear. And he come up that horse like this. That he oh yeah, wow. that, right, right at center, in middle of the yep. field. 50 oh man, run. that yeah. was hot, bro. That was hot. That but was. I also, I was also a part of the situation. Like we were playing, I was just playing at Kansas State. And we we're playing Oklahoma. Okay. And um, oh no, and, the, the Chuck wagon came yeah, out. Yeah, the Chuck wagon came out. And it was the, it was towards the end of the game, yeah. and they lost control. Um, I mean, they lost control of it, and it slid over a broom and fell on the uh, side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also got this is crazy too. I also was um playing in the game in Colorado when Ralph the Buffalo broke loose and oh. ran on the field. Yeah. Oh. Are you kidding me? He ran yeah, on the field. I had to go get him. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, through the Dude, years. Not, by the way, I'm not rounding that that no. thing, man. I oh. through the years, I can remember seeing, you know, they always have one person on each side, like a cheerleader or, or, or somebody, and they would have the have Ralph the Buffalo and they would run. I, I saw a couple times through the years where one of the people would trip and the buffalo would run right over them. Mm-hmm. Oh, or drag them. Yeah, get a hoof. Yeah, get a hoof, a hoof right right up your backside. Or what about the uh, what about D, uh, Debo at the Texas the, the, the Longhorn? Right. Did he oh, get yeah. loose once? Yeah, he got loose. Didn't wasn't didn't Uga? You know George's bulldog. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Bite somebody one time or something. Yes, yes, bit somebody. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. What is going on, man? I think he uh, went after another mascot or something. Somebody else, somebody else, a visiting team had a mascot on the field. Yeah, too, I think that's what it was. He, after, yeah, it was some animal. <laughs> like it was a, a goat or something like I don't know. And went after the, the, the mascot. I'm like, jeez. Oh, bro. The worst, I, I'm I, I like Kansas State, we almost got arrested because of um for um child, I mean not not child, but dog endangerment. Oh no. We went up and played, we went up and played um uh the Huskies. Yeah, they Washington. were kicking. Yeah. They were kicking our butts. That's when they had Steve Edmond all in when they won the national champion. Oh, they were loaded, man. They were kicking our butts so bad. Billy Joe Holbert, Napoleon yeah. Kaufman. They was whooping us so bad that by the third quarter, they used to bring this 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 husky and run them from the thirty to the thirty. They almost had to call animal control. They were scoring so much on us that they would score and the, the, the husky lay. <laughs> They try to tug the husky, and the husky would not get up. That's how bad they were beating us, man. You know you're they're having a bad day. You know what I'm oh, trying to get up. The husky laid there, would not go. He's like, man, oh. later for that dog. Thirty yeah. to thirty? No, not today. Not today. Oh my god. Yeah. Hey, we, John, we, uh, speaking of animals, John Dickerson brings up a good point. Did you guys see the video the other day? Of I think it was Yellowstone Park. You know these people. These people are dumb enough when they go to Yellowstone because the buffaloes come down and they want to get close as possible uh, to a, a wild buffalo. So I guess a, I believe it was a kid that took off and a lady tra- ran to grab the kid and the buffalo put the horn under her arm and flipped her in there. And you see, what? Xander, you see, Xander, see if you can get that man. I didn't Dude, see it. It's like what are people thinking, man? Right, you go right. to Yellowstone Natural Park. It's like it's like you break into somebody's home. I don't if get the are, whole like taunting an animal. I like, don't I, either. At I a don't zoo, and you're oh, look how close I can get. Like, who wants to get close to that? Rob, I don't I, get it. I do you one better than that. If I go to a park, yeah, and I see signs up, 
this is wildcat crossing or or, or, or bears are or here coyote or whatever that's yeah. telling me i don't belong there. yeah i'm out yeah i'm, yeah. I'm with it just like, remember the, that that's the sharks that's the shark's house yeah if i go somewhere exactly. and they say sharks are here yeah that's just telling me don't go it says me and the rest of the brooks clan to stay the hell out of the water. I agree. That yeah, and, and then people do it. They get attacked. They get mauled or maimed or something. And all of a sudden, everybody fault. wants everybody wants to kill an animal. Yeah, well, right. the animal's just defending their turf. They're doing yeah. the, It's like if somebody breaks into your home, what are you going to do? You're going to defend your turf. Well, it's yeah. the other thing I it's tell the same people. Thing. Like, like, I see people. I'm, I'm talking about, like, the domesticated dogs. Like, dogs who were, you know, used to be around people. However, they're still dogs. Right. And I see these people who kind of want to like, like mess with the dog, and I, like you understand, yeah, right? <laughs> the dog doesn't think logically like we do. Okay, at some point they are an animal, and you keep messing with them, you're gonna get it. Okay, and Bro, you deserve to get it if you, especially if smaller dog. dogs. Smaller yeah. dogs is more skittish. And if yeah. you get up, and, like we we have a problem with our three year old grandson. He likes to get up in the small dogs' faces, and we have, yeah. don't get in the faces. Because one of them will nip at, we'll turn and nip at him. Now the 100%. big dog, she's she's 75, 80 pounds. He treats her like a like a rug, man. And she loves it. He pulls her tail, you know. He 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 puts her in a headlock. She loves it. But the little dogs, you got to be very leery of because little dogs are very skittish. And some little dogs have that big dog mentality. But we got one. He wouldn't back down from a pit bull. He's right. he's 16 pounds. We can't get this dog to back down. I told you he's flunked doggy daycare twice. You know, and you got to be. <laughs> when you're looking, you think I'm kidding? No, I believe he, he cannot go to my, my daughter cannot put him in doggy daycare because he attacks bigger dogs. Wow. See, that's, that's people tell me all the time. Oh, you come in. You know, I said, can you put the dog up? Oh, yes. he doesn't bite. I said, man, uh, he has teeth. Yeah. Put he the dog away. The dog I don't know your me. dog. I don't know your dog. Put that dog yeah, away. Yeah. Your dog, I like your dog might not like black people. Yeah. Oh, I'm black. It doesn't. Well, he don't like big black people. Put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Racist dogs. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'm black too. Yeah, but he don't like big black dogs. <gasps> oh my god. Oh, oh yeah, my man, goodness. You know, they That's got awesome. teeth. They bite. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to hear anything else. I hear you, man. Put it I hear up. you. Oh my up. goodness. He said right. don't like black people. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um. All right, let me jump back to, to camp observation. If you're just tuning in, Barrett was at camp today, and they they went the lo- I think it was the longest session they've had was today. They yes. pushed it up a little bit. It's really hot in the Philadelphia area, so they moved it up an hour. So they they went basically Barrett what nine to almost eleven or around that range. Yep, so, right around right around eleven. Yep. Um, so again, it was it was a day where it seemed like the defense got the better of the offense uh, in general, and you said. You know, Hertz had a couple moments, but it was at. He said the offensive line and pass protection had a tough time, but was was opening up holes for the running game. Uh, yeah. and who along the defensive line stood out? Did any any of the interior guys, anybody on the edges, like who stood out defensive line wise? All the starters. Okay. All of them. They all look good, man. Hargrave, Fletch. Fletch was having a great time. BG was having a great time. One on ones. Those guys were wreaking havoc. Mm. Um. You could tell they're starting to get used to playing next to each other. I saw a, a, a um, not a team period, but when they did one on ones, at they finished one on ones, they started doing um, two on two, two on three, okay. center guard tackle against an end and an outside linebacker, an end and a uh, tackle. You know, you know, just you know, trying to mix up the look. And Fletcher Cox and Hassan Reddick went up against. Um, who was it? Uh, Lane 
And who, who was playing left tackle for um for uh Mylotta who was out and and or Dillard? Who who, who are they using over there, Barrett? What those guys out? Oh man, I, I forget, man. Okay, all right, I never forget. mind. I, I, I only remember because I only watched a couple of them. Okay, but I watched uh, Reddick and um and Fletcher Cox, and they ran a stunt that was unbelievable. So then they said, uh, then they came back again. It was their turn again. Then they ran a fake stunt that was unbelievable. Like a fake stunt is like usually with the first stunt, the end would go up. I mean, uh, the defensive tackle would go up the field, straight up the field, and the B gap, the gap between the tackle and the guard. Yeah. And the end would loop around and go around into the A gap between the center and the guard. Okay. Well, they ran it to perfection, you know, because Fletch got the field so far that the tackle couldn't get off on him and couldn't bump him off. So he went in scot-free for the quarterback. Then, they, you know, next time he went up there, Fletch got the field again. Reddick acted like he was going to go down, but then kept straight and came back around and was scot-free. So, I mean, they are, they're getting used to playing with each other, and they're getting better and better, man. Better I, and better. I, um, I was listening to – Jonathan Gannon today, uh, he was on the uh, the morning show on WIP with uh, Angelo and crew, and I'm listening to him. And I got to tell you, man, he, he was a lot looser. He wasn't in his usual, like at the podium, sort of, you know, name rank serial number stuff that you get. Yep. I can see why he's getting interviews. Like, it was, I'm telling you, man, it, it, he was unbelievable. Like, this, this dude's impressive. He is smart, and yep. he's... Yep. Barrett, I think they're going to be really good defensively, man. I do. I, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of pieces. He's got a lot of pieces on the chess table to be able to move around and do different things with. It's just the only thing that makes me nervous with him is can he call these multiple fronts and everybody stay on the same page in these multiple fronts? Right. The only thing about running a lot of multiple things is everybody has to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's usually two frames of mind. When you know frameworks of mind when you when you when you have these type of situations, either you have it the tried and true, I'm gonna run my stuff and I'm gonna run it so well that you can't stop it. You know what I'm about to do and you can't stop me. Or it's one of these things where I'm gonna you I'm gonna run this so I'm gonna run these all these and then you can't get a beat on what we're doing. So that's how we're gonna beat you. Mm. Well, Gannon's on the front um, you know, mindset that all right, I'm gonna throw everything at you and mm. the kitchen sink at you. It's your job to see if you can pick it up. So you, your, your concern is just too many moving parts uh, once we get there till it gets real? A lot of moving parts and people knowing what to do in those moving parts. See, if you're running a, 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 a 30 front when you have a nose guard and two ends out on the tackle, and then you might have outside linebackers out past them, what if there's supposed to be two gapping and everybody's two gapping except for the left side in, and he one gaps and jumps his gap. That means there's a whole gap that's not um, taken care of, and then also it's a straight line to the linebackers. And those type of defense, they're two gapping. Two gapping mean they're hitting that um, their tackles. Mm-hmm. They're hitting them, pressing them back, and looking up and reading the play. Okay. That's keeping the defensive line, I mean, the offensive line from getting up on – the um, linebackers. Now the linebackers can go out there and make plays because there's nobody on them because the guy's too gapping, and you can't as an offensive lineman leave a guy unblocked. Yeah, I hear you. And, and uh, Chris uh, chiming in on the um, 
uh, Gannon thing, Sean McVay syndrome, young, good looking, hits the gym. He is, he look, everyone wants, he's got to prove his, <laughs> I hear you, Chris, that's fair. Look, and, and I know, you know, whatever he says is, is lip service. You got to, he's got to prove it on the, on the air. I get it. I are on the field. I get that. I totally get that where you're coming from, but I, I, I was just, uh, the overall command of things, the understanding, uh, I, I, again, you know, I, he was, he was in a, he was a lot looser. He didn't have his guard up, which I thought made him more likable for me. Cause I, I, Barrett, I get your concerns. I do. Uh, but I think he's going to prove to be a good coordinator for this team. I do. I believe it. I do believe it. All right, let's do this guys. Let's step aside. Oh man. My brother said he would be happy to come on to talk about his, <laughs> his love for the Vikings. Oh God. Okay. So we let's do this, folks. Let's get to. He, now, he's, I don't know if he'll do it today or tomorrow. He's out. No, we can, we'll he's do out bike ride. He's in Minneapolis right now, bike riding with his wife. Oh, right, I said, you know what? I hope you get lost and can't find your home. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's let's get the two hundred likes today. If we do, we'll bring on Marvin Gunn, the the, the real the real gun in, in the family, yeah. as, as he says. Uh, what? I don't know. I totally he made said that it. You said it. I don't know. Somebody said. It. I I don't know where I heard that. But anyway, uh, he will he will maybe join us tomorrow. We'll have Gutter do a skull chat. Here's what we're gonna do, Xander. We'll uh, we'll just we'll go right to the break. I will do the read in the next segment because we got Matt Gelb uh, coming on uh, next. We'll talk some Phillies with Matt, and then EJ Smith coming up at two thirty to continue with the birds observations. We got some good NFL stuff for you too uh, coming up around one thirty. We come back. We'll talk about the trade deadline moves, the big win yesterday, and the Phillies going forward here. Uh, in the stretch run with Matt Gelb from The Athletic. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. 
so good it just disappears. We're back. Sports Take. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We are joined by our next guest. Talk a little Phillies and uh, what's gone down with them of late. We had him on a little bit earlier uh, on the show. He does a great job covering the Phillies for the Athletic. Matt Gell. Matt, welcome to the show, man. How are you making out? What's up, hey, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah Matt, man. Our pleasure. Certainly uh, no shortage of things to talk about, man. Um, we'll, we'll get to yesterday in a minute, which I thought was a really nice win for them to, to, to get out of Atlanta with the split. But um, – your just overall impressions here at the trade deadline. They add a starter. They add a bullpen piece that we saw yesterday. We'll see the starter tonight. Uh, and they add a center fielder. You know, not not really that many big names given up other than Logan Ohapi and if you consider Moniac, which I think a lot of people have written off. But what, what's your sense of what they gave and what they got? I think the way I look at it, Rob, is like, look, they had some pretty obvious spots where they could upgrade. And it's not about just what they gave up. It's also about who are these new players replacing on the roster, right? And so in the end, you end up getting Odubo Herrera, Jerry Sumilia, and then Bailey Falter has been the fifth starter. Those guys come off the roster. And then you're adding Noah Syndergaard to the rotation, Dave Robertson to the back of the bullpen, replaces Familia, and Brandon Marsh, who's kind of an unknown in center, but probably an upgrade because, honestly, their center field play has been – uh, about as bad as it gets. So you look at what they you look at what they gave up, but you also look at you know what is the impact on the roster, and it's a deeper team. Like this is mm-hmm. you look up and down this roster now, and it's it's a legitimate team. Like you look at it and say this is a team that should be playing in the playoffs. It's got enough talent. There's 58 games left now, and to me, I think the reason why they were adding along, you know, sort of um, the edges of the roster, sort of the depth pieces, were because. Uh, these games really matter. I mean, they have 11 games left against the Nationals in the last 58 games, starting with four this weekend. you got to win 10 or nine of those, really. Yep. Yeah. And the idea is that, in my opinion, it's no longer a 162-game season. It's 160 games because you need to do everything you possibly can to make sure that you've sealed up a postseason spot before those final two days because you don't want to have to pitch Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler in the final That's two right. days because they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to pitch – probably wouldn't be able to pitch in the playoff series because the season this year, the schedule is very different. The season ends on a Wednesday and that playoff series starts Friday. There's no off days. It's Friday, Mm -hmm. Saturday, Sunday, three days on the road, best of three. And if you have to use one of your guys on Wednesday or Tuesday before, they're probably not going to be starting a game for you. And this, they don't have a chance in a series if they're not starting Nolan. It's a phenomenal point. Phenomenal point. So getting a more well-rounded roster right now and just, you know, making sure that you, let's say you win the first two games of a series in the middle of August against a bad team. You want to win that third game because like every win right now is so important. You want to get that spot earlier than later. 
Well said. And, well and meant I'll tell you the thing that really impressed me, and it just it caught my eye yesterday in particular. They used Sir Anthony as the setup guy, and they used Robertson as a close guy. And Thompson came out and said, you know, it's basically going to be closer by committee. That's We don't see that in baseball. And that tells you the depth and the comfortability that he has with what he has now, not just as a starting staff, but that bullpen now as well. Yeah, and the way I think to look at it is Dominguez is going to be used in the toughest spot, the most important yeah. spot. It's, it's probably going to be most, you know, in the ninth inning most nights. Like, he's been pitching mostly in the ninth inning of late. He's gotten most of his closing opportunities, and I expect that to be the same moving forward. Mm-hmm. But, for example, yesterday, top of the Braves lineup coming up in the eighth inning, and, and he wants his best guy out there on the mound. And he went mm-hmm. to Sir Anthony, and I was pretty surprised he took him out, honestly, with two outs. And I know the lefty was coming up, so he went to Alvarado, uh, mm-hmm. a lefty who's just better against lefties, and he got his guy, and then he brought in – Robertson, who's, you know, has tons of closing experience in his career, uh, but he wasn't brought in to be the closer here. I mean, he was brought in to be probably a seventh, eighth inning guy, and I think that's where he'll be predominantly used. But you're right, Derek. I mean, they had so many different options right now, and it's kind of scary to say, like, people don't want to admit it. People don't want to, like, get too confident or comfortable because they're like, we've seen so many bad bullpens here for so many years now, and it's, and and it's, I know people are reticent to admit it, but like, this is kind of a good bullpen. Like these guys have pitched well now for uh, for a while, and it's okay yeah. to admit that this bullpen might be kind of good. Yep, mm. Matt, don't do that to us. Stop. <laughs> it's it's hard to even get it out. Good, good, good. <laughs> yes, they, they, it, it is. No, but Matt, I mean, look at it. I I was just thinking about it yesterday. I mean, Robertson, Sir Anthony, uh, Brogdon, Hand. You know, I, I, I Alvarado, who we talked about yesterday. I mean, who was actually kind of you know looks like he's got it together. Been better. That's some great options, man. You could almost do the Kapler thing like we're talking about where it's, all right, best matchup in the eighth. I'm throwing this guy. Best matchup in that. You know, you can – and I think Thompson's got a good feel. I didn't think Girardi had a great feel for the pen. In his defense, guys were just awful a, a lot of times. But I think Thompson's got a pretty good feel for this as well. And the other thing is by having more guys that you trust, like you're okay – you know, if your starter goes five innings one night and then your starter goes five innings the next night, you're not necessarily having to lean on the same relievers every night because you have a few different guys that you trust. And that down the stretch, mm-hmm. we know, is so important because they probably will have a tighter leash on some of these starters now. You're probably going to lean on your relievers a little more, and you have a bunch of guys that you feel good about late in games. Yeah. Hey, what what, what are we to make of Knable? I mean, just when we're about to give him props for turning the corner – all of a sudden, he resorts back and has a bad outing. I can't get a gauge on this guy to save my life. You know, I, you think at this point of the season, you would have better consistency from him. Yeah, it's just he's had such trouble. He's a two-pitch guy, right? Yep. So if he can't throw one of those pitches for strikes, it's going to be really hard for him because hitters are just going to sit on that one pitch. And he's had trouble throwing that curveball for strikes. And when he was on that 14-outing scoreless streak in that outing that he had in Pittsburgh, the two-inning mm-hmm. – uh, uh, across the ninth and tenth inning, terrific. I mean, it was the best he's looked. It's because he was throwing his curveball for strikes. Like he was landing it in the bottom of the zone, and now all of a sudden it's in the back of the hitter's head. He's like, okay, well, he just dropped a hook there on me. Like maybe he's coming back with that. Maybe it's going to be fastball. Or like, I know he's not throwing his curveball for a strike. I don't. If I see curveball out of the hand, I don't even need to think about it. I'm just going to yeah. let it go. And that's been his problem. I mean, it, it's tough. And we saw a little bit of consistency. I think he's better suited for a, a setup role, maybe a more middle relief role. That's where they've used him often. I think Brogdon. Mm-hmm is ahead of Knable on the depth chart. Honestly, a guy like Andrew Bellotti, who kind of really came out of nowhere on a minor league contract, he's striking out like a ton of dudes. Like he's probably ahead of Knable. They're about him and Knable are probably about the same on the depth chart. And that's good. Those are good middle relievers for you. Knable, 
you know, it's, it's been hard to trust him at times. He's been a little better. Last one, not as good. And, and, and it, you're right, Derek, it's a little disappointing because he had been on such a roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, uh, Syndergaard, uh, you know, you have two – for me, it's like kind of two memories of him when he was with the Mets. I know a lot of people maybe haven't seen him with the Angels this year. One was the, the, when he came up, the guy was just unbelievable. And then it was just a lot of injuries, man, after that. And obviously, he's a colorful guy and a fun guy. We saw that immediately with the fanatic, you know <laughs> – Jim and, and and Philly will love him if he's even okay. They're going to love him. But what's your sense of where he's at at this point in his career? The ERA is not terrible, considering he was pitching for a pretty bad team. What are they getting here? He's a very different guy than he used to be, and that means that he has. It's not that he hasn't had success with it because he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're going to be seeing 93s, 94s, some 95s. It's not 99 like he used to be, and really one of the most electric young pitchers we've seen right uh, come up in the majors in the last few years. It's different. It's going to be different. And I think because he's barely pitched the last few seasons, he's already up to 80 innings. They're going to be careful with him. Like, I think he's probably a five inning guy, maybe six mm-hmm. innings at the most. And that's okay. Like, cause mm-hmm. remember what they were upgrading was really a ton of uncertainty with, they were using belly falter, Christopher Sanchez, bullpen games in that fifth spot. Uh, the, the bar was pretty low. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not to say that like Syndergaard, uh, the expectation shouldn't be higher because they should be, but, um, they're just looking for a guy to keep them in games every fifth day. And I, and I think he's capable of doing that. I think getting him out of Anaheim, which was a terrible situation. Yes. I mean, they, I mean, they've been the worst team in baseball record wise since the middle of May. Uh, you know, they were in first place at that time and they've just totally mm-hmm. tanked since even with the two of the best players in the sport on the roster. So I think getting him out of there, getting him on the East coast, getting him back into a, a sort of contending environment, could really give him a boost. He's a guy who thrives on that kind of atmosphere he did in New York. Mm-hmm. We saw it a lot. Uh, you're you're right, Rob. I mean, like, I think people will really like this guy if he's if he's you know just halfway decent every fifth mm-hmm. day. He, he's an exciting guy. He's kind of fun to watch, and it is different. But uh, I think you you're going to see a guy who who competes. He's also competing for another contract. He's yeah. on, he's on a one year deal. Uh, yeah. He's just about to turn thirty. It's not like his career is over. He's a different pitcher, but he's trying to prove a little bit about himself too. Let Matt, me ask I want to get some perspective. Go ahead, Barrett. Let me ask you this. I mean, I hate to put you know the 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 chicken before the egg, but we do get it. We do get in the playoffs. We turn around. Is Thompson skilled enough? Does he know enough? Has he been around enough to to march us into this postseason? You know, do you trust him enough? I, I really think so, Barrett. I mean, he spent so many years in the postseason with the Yankees, and really, when he was the bench coach or or the third base coach. Like a lot of the stuff he did in New York was 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 very was mostly tactical and planning things and trying to understand the opponent, trying to understand tendencies and trying to think along with the manager who was Joe Girardi at the time. You know how to manage this game, how to manage you know get through these situations, these really tight, tense situations in October. He's had a lot of experience there. Now he hasn't done it as the guy, as the manager. So yeah, there's questions about that. I think as Rob and Derek said, like his his bullpen management has been good. It's helped that the relievers have been better so like they make the manager look smarter when they pitch better and that wasn't necessarily the case when Girardi was around but uh Thompson hasn't had he's gotten you know really good starting pitching so he hasn't had to lean on a lot of those relievers we're going to see you know more interesting decisions here down the stretch Mm -hmm. because they will be more careful you know they're probably if a guy you know if a starter doesn't have his best stuff they may not try to push him in the sixth or the seventh like they did in July or June you know they're probably going to the bullpen quicker and that means more decisions for the manager. And I think there'll be a, a bigger focus on what he does. But I've been impressed. You know, I mean, the players really really gravitate toward him. He's just very calm. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he can get fired up, too. We saw it with 
when Herrera really didn't run hard uh, that night in Pittsburgh and yeah. Thompson, I mean, the cameras caught, I mean, he was, he was pretty pissed. I mean, like he called him out on it and, you know, was asking like, what are you doing? And uh, he's kind of no nonsense guy, even though you may not see him always get mad, but uh, I've, I've been impressed. I really have. Hey Matt, give me your perspective on Marsh. We had David Murphy on yesterday and, you know, he was talking about, you know, he hasn't lived up to expectation in terms of hitting, but I mean, but, but the guy can flat out go. In, around the bases in, in, in the field. And I and I had said time and time again, I got sick of looking at so many opponents the Phillies have played, the Dodgers, uh, the, the the Braves, the Marlins, with center fielders that, that basically are like cheetahs, you know, hitting the gaps. Now you have a guy that can cover the ground, which the Phillies lacked before. Do you honestly feel that we have enough hitters in the lineup that can cover up for some of his deficiencies at the plate? Yeah, let's remember Gene Segura is going to be activated tonight. I mean, getting him back in the lineup yeah. is huge for them just allows them to move around some different pieces. And then obviously Bryce, they're hoping by the end of the month is back in the lineup and you're not going to get a bigger piece than him add to the lineup. But I think so, Derek. I mean, like he's a work in progress offensively. It's pretty clear. Yep. Like, he's going to bat ninth for them. He, he strikes out a lot. It's a huge problem. They think there's upside there. And I've talked to evaluators from other teams who agree, who really mm-hmm. think that there is some offensive upside. It just may not, I don't know how what you can expect to get in the last two months here because it's hard to make adjustments during the season, especially, you mm-hmm. know, this guy's going to be put right into a pennant race. He's mm-hmm. never really played in big games. You know, he's going to want to do what feels most comfortable to him, and that may not be the adjustment that he's working on. But at the mm-hmm. very least, like, he is a huge upgrade defensively, and that's really, like, that. that is what they need right now. Like, if, if, mm-hmm. if the offensive up, uh, upgrades or uh, improvements come in 2023, then fine. You know, I think as long as he is, is helping out the corner outfielder, Schwarber and Cassianos, who do not cover a lot of ground, let's be real. Uh, as long as he's doing that and running the base as well, being able to play every day, I think they're fine with that for these final two months because that's an upgrade for them right now. Mm-hmm. Now, giving up what they gave up, Logan Ohapia, a decent catching prospect, they obviously think there's more in Marsh's offensive game. I, I just don't know that it's like going to come right away and it may not be the priority. They may not want to overwhelm this guy right away. Cause really what they need is just a really good glove guy in center who can, you know, just chase it down and not be a total black hole. Matt, you, you mentioned Segura Harper coming back, but they're also, it looks like a couple guys are starting to hit, you know, the Ascension here at the right time. Real Muto really starting to come around a little bit here and Castellanos. I, I look, I got to give him props. He is, I I've been, I've been pretty critical. Um, no, you no. <laughs> Both of those guys uh, appear to be, you know, going in the right direction right now, and I, I just can only imagine what that's like, coupled with Bohm, who's been really consistent all year, and getting the pieces back that they're getting. Man, the, the timing of this could be really potentially unbelievable. Yeah, because in July, I mean, really, Schwarber and Hoskins, and yeah. June, June, and July, they carried, they carried those two guys carried them. Really, Sorry. they weren't getting much from anyone else at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pitching was huge, but they, Schwarber and Hoskins carried the lineup. And quietly, Schwarber and Hoskins have not been hitting well of late. You know, it's been like two or three weeks now here, and other guys have picked it up. Real Muto, especially. I mean, you look up, and all of a sudden his numbers are right, right about where you expect him to be. Maybe a little under still, but right where you expect him to be. Still one of the better catchers in baseball. Castellanos, yes, quietly. And August is a is historically a big month for him. He's always hit well in August. Uh, yeah, you're starting to see some contributions from other guys and putting Gene Segura back in this lineup. He's probably going to bat lower. You know, I'm thinking maybe sixth, seventh. Uh, what a huge boost that is, just because he's a different kind of hitter than, than a lot of their hitters. Like, he, he's, a, he's an average hitter. Uh, you know, hits for average, excuse me, and, and, and not necessarily, you know, power, but that's all right. They have power potential elsewhere in the lineup, and I think it's a 
it's a huge boost really because I'm, I'm fascinated to see what they do with shortstop. I think everybody is. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bryson stop the numbers don't necessarily show up, but mm-hmm. I think his at bats have been better. His defense has been good. Didi Gregorius, his defense has been better. Like, let's give him credit. He's worked hard. He's definitely made more plays this year than he did last year. Yep. But the but the offensive game right now is just it's a mess. I mean, it's yeah. been for for really two months now since he came back from the injured list, and uh, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do there. Matt, last one uh, for me. You, the, we saw Wheeler again, you know, dealing, and he's just been phenomenal since they gotten gotten him. I mean, I I was racking my brain. They've like the Phillies have, have hit on some free agents over the years. There's no doubt. But he's in any conversation where you're talking about the best signings so far. Amazing. I mean, the guy hasn't had – look, like his stuff is not what it was last year. I mean, he could reach back and throw 99 whenever he wanted last year. He, he can't do that this year. Mm-hmm. And it's a testament to him and really, you know, his work and just how he thinks about pitching that he's been able to put up the numbers he has with, with a little less uh, juice on his stuff. And and you're right, Rob. I mean, what, what a sign. I mean, like – they really hit on it. And remember when they made the signing, I mean, like it was, it was kind of out there because like he, he had not really had the track record that, that pitchers who get those kind of deals normally have. And the Phillies were betting on a future performance there. And that's rare that you do that in a free agent contract. And they were dead on there. That was Matt Clintac's deal. And, and they were right on there. It was one, probably the best move that Clintac made uh, in his time as GM. And no question. Uh, yeah. Wheeler's been terrific. I and mean, we were in Noah both. I mean, really yeah. at the top of that rotation, uh, and that's why it's so imperative that those guys are lined up to pitch, you know, cause if they are, man, I mean, like they, they, they could have an upset in the first round. I mean, they're probably going to be playing the NL central winner. I think they match up well against either Milwaukee or St. Louis. Uh, I know it's all on the road. It's, it would be tough. They would be underdogs, but uh, man, in a short series, you, you know, you kind of like the way they, they square up. Yeah. yeah Matt, know you me, real quick back. So I just, I, I you jump in it, but it, Matt, the way it would work is if they're the third wild card, they would get the third division winner. Like in other words, the division winner with the third uh, worst record. In other words, yeah. that would be Milwaukee right now. And they play three there. Correct. Is that the way the format correct. is set? Best okay. out of three all on the road. No okay. Days. Okay. Yep. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Barrett. And I was just going to say, you. I know you lost sleep over Moniac and, um, Herrera being gone, man. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a good night's sleep, sleep last yeah. night. Yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice. Thanks yeah. a lot, man. Appreciate you, bro. Matt, thanks, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. Thanks, good work. Good to talk yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Take care. That's Matt Gell. Yeah, that's the other part, man. Like, what a celebration. No, no more, no more Moniac. Uh, no more Herrera. No more familiar. I mean, it's just, you just it's getting people. You just getting people whacked left and right, Rob. I, I'm telling man. you, man. I, I was, was, right I was dancing friends. around in the middle of the street. My neighbors are like, "What you, is man. this? What is this maniac doing out there, man?" I'm telling you. Hey, we're still cool, right? Don't don't get me fired, man. man. <laughs> Uh, never are you kidding me man <laughs> i i go to war with for you two man yeah uh, man. That's, that's real um uh, but anyway yeah so i was there i here's just gonna be really interesting i know matt was pressed for time so we, that's why we, we we let matt go but what's gonna be interesting to me is what happens in that third slot in other words you know it's wheeler nola right if you if you can set it up the way you want to set it up in the playoffs you know it's those two right Who's your third guy right now? Is it still up in the air? Is it Suarez or is it if Syndergaard looks really good here over the next whatever? I think he is. I think he will be. Syndergaard? Yeah. I think it's up in the air. I think it's a nice luxury to have. Yeah. You know, there are very few teams, especially and especially teams going into playoffs, maybe the Dodgers, maybe the Mets, but very few teams that have the luxury of deciding who they want to put in certain spots 
you know, because you have a surplus now, which you yeah. didn't have just yep. a few weeks ago. Yeah. You know, so that's a huge – I said it before and I'll say it again. The way this Philly team is playing right now, there's a lot of teams that might not want to play this team in the playoffs. I agree with you. You know, yeah. outside of the Mets, they can stand up to the Dodgers. They can stand up – I mean, it, they played the Braves 12 games and they're 6-6 six and six against the Braves. Yeah. Anything goes against the Braves. You know, they've beaten the Padres. They've beaten the Brewers. They've beaten the Cardinals. You know, they can stand up to any team. And I'm not saying they can't stand up to the Mets. But no, that, I hear you. The yeah. Met, that Mets team is just a little bit different right now. But yeah. I'm saying, you know what? In the playoffs, in, as we all know, in any sport, just because it looks good on paper doesn't necessarily mean that's the out, way the outcome is going, going to occur. Yeah, well, baseball's I, so pitcher dependent, too. Yeah, man. it is. Yeah, well, I mean, at least we have a luxury. Well, not really necessarily luxury, but, I mean, we. I never feel right now that I go into a game like, I just go in there, oh, my goodness, here we go, man. Yeah. I mean. But now we got, you know, Rangers, he's pitched okay. Uh, we've got a couple of great games out of Kyle. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we can compete, man. And and with bringing Syndergaard down, just that just that veteran leadership, man, right now, man, that, that could bode well for us because he knows what's on the line now. He's on a team that's going to compete. So I think that you, he's going to see a totally different person than what you saw before. Like when he was with Daniel, he knew what nothing going on there. Yeah. Nothing. I, I agree. Change of scene is going to be enormous. Exactly. For this exactly. I mean, you got out of a situation where you go nowhere. Now you're in a pennant race. And by the way, you get to face your old team. You could take on, he's going to put, you know, I got to look check the next time they play the Mets, but he's going to be taking on the Mets too. You know, he's going to have a little added incentive there. Oh, no question about that. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait, man. So, um, I mean, I'm just looking. We 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 have August twelfth. They get the Mets next. FYI, just over yeah. just over the hill. You got Segura coming back, and just a little bit farther up, you got that man coming back, bro. So I mean, it, I'm with you, me. Barrett. If those two can come back and and look good, they're a scary team. The Phillies are. I'm I think it's gonna give. I think it's gonna give Eflin a little more incentive to get a lot more healthier really quick because the yeah. Syndergaard's here now too. Yeah, look, it could be, man. It could be. And I and here's the beauty. If he doesn't come back now, you have Syndergaard in there. You're not trying to do this thing where you're piecemealing it with a bullpen and throwing the or doing the the, the opener thing where the bullpen starting the game and all that nonsense that you had to go through, man. So that's right. That is big. That is big. So here's the way this sets up. So the Cardinals got rained out last night. Um, so the Phillies are up a half game right now. They'll they're gonna have a doubleheader. I'll I don't know exactly when, but they're going to make put make it up with a doubleheader. So the the way the wild card standings go, Phillies are are up a half game on the Cardinals. They're three and a half back of the Padres, uh, who who won last night when when Soto made his debut. Um, so they get four at home next, starting tonight um, against the Nationals, who are if not the worst team in the league. I mean, they're <laughs> they're right there. I mean, they're awful. Uh, is Washington? Soto's you know, Washington gone too. I mean, what are they going to do, man? Washington's yeah. 36 and 70. Okay. So there that, that's bad. So you got this has to be like we talked about over the weekend with Pittsburgh. It's got to be sweep or three out of four. It's got to be either one. It's the it's the only way this thing works because your schedule gets a lot tougher after that. But just to reiterate, so the way that this works, um uh, playoff wise, if the Phillies finish as the third team in this thing, in the wild card, they get in. But you go on the road for three. It's it's kind of a goofy format. It's a three game series all on the road. Okay? That's ridiculous. It is weird. It is weird. Um, right now, Milwaukee of the division leading teams has the third worst record. The mm-hmm. team with the first, the best record, 
and the second best record who win their divisions get buys. Then the Phillies would play the other division winner because they're the third wild card team. Yep. That's how it works. So it's a little weird. I know people aren't used to it, but that's what happened when they added that third wild card team. So that's how this shakes out. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting the way this happens. See what happens. And they, and they, they can beat Milwaukee. They can beat Milwaukee. Milwaukee's offensive lineup is not as dominant as it was a year ago. Now the Brewers went out and added some more pitching. Everybody's adding pitching, yeah, you know, for the stretch run. Um, but again, you know, you 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 look at the Phillies lineup, the way they're hitting right now compared to the Brewers right now. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Philly. I'll take the Phillies in a, in a quick, what is it, three game series, quick three game yeah. series. Yeah. I'll take the Phillies in a series like that, the way they're slapping the ball around now. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, awesome. I, by the way, we're at 128 likes. I'm good. I'm good, baby. I'm good. We you need 72, 70, man. 72 we need to 72 to have I'm Gunner I'm doing good. the. the the Viking skull check. You're not no, good. No, you're bro. not good. You're not good. No. We need this to happen. Once okay. we got an hour, we got about an hour and a half. Yeah, I feel pretty confident right now. <laughs> you are a weasel. You are. You are just trying. <laughs> you are so trying to make this not happen, man. You're unbelievable. Take your medicine, like I. I do my not. Medicine. I do not want my brother on this show talking Marvin about the Gunn Viking. Marvin is going to ta- make an appearance and steal the show. I do not show. want him on the show talking about Viking. He was in, he was out riding bike. He goes, I can't do it. Then he's back in the studio, uh, recording. And so I said, you know what? Take your time getting back to us. <laughs> Barry, you know what we're going to do? If we get Marvin on, we're going to get all the dirt, dude. That's what's going to happen. No question we're about that. We're getting everything no from question. childhood no all the way up, and we're going to find some stuff out. And Derek knows it, too. Bro, I, 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 went, I went fishing with him twice, and it's always a great time with Marvin. He's always got a story or yeah. two. To, my to brother, my brother, that, my brother's ridiculous, man. Yeah, he's man. a musician. Yeah, we, we talked about it before, so just just let people know what he what he. You know, he told us, oh, oh, you guys haven't seen Derek. I'm like, yeah, Derek. I'm like, would you shut up? No, I'm like, would you shut up, please? Derek, Derek. I tell my brother, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like well, who is Derek? You, Derek. You... you mean Derek? Derek. Okay. <laughs> okay. You don't need to know like this it. stuff. Let the let sleeping dogs lie. Leave skeletons in the closet. According to Xander, we're looking at a long-term contract for Marvin Gunn. That's, that's what I'm hearing for Jacob Media. I, I, I'm just that's what my sources are, you know. Are, no are woman, if, no cry. Even Xander turned on me. I'm man. telling you, man, it's all oh it's all God. happening. It's all happening right now. All right, so let's do this. We're gonna uh, we're gonna spit it back to football here, guys. We'll continue uh, talking oh, about man. camp. But Barrett, get yourself set, man. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna preview the best games of Week One. Oh, yeah. Okay. Starting with the Thursday night game, which is a killer. Bills and the Rams. We're going to go through the best games of week one of the NFL schedule. And we have action tonight, boys. We have action tonight. Oh, yes. Yes. Jags and the Raiders. uh, I I, got to tape it. My son-in-law, my son-in-law, my oldest daughter's husband has been texting me all morning. Hey, um, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing a show. Why? What are you doing after your show? I said, I don't know. I said, I got to watch this game tonight. He goes, Dude, he goes, I, I, I've got I've got the shakes. I said, what do you mean you got the shakes? He goes, we haven't been bass fishing since early June. I'm like, oh. Oh, Josh? Yeah, Josh. Oh, so you're going oh. out after, after the show today? I told him, I said, but I got to be home by a certain time. I got to see this game. So what I'm probably going to do is tape the game and then speed through the first quarter or so when I get, get home. Caught up. And yeah. get caught up. Yeah. Cause All right. Well, you speed through the first, fishing. you're not going to see the good plays. Well, I mean, I'll see the plays, but I mean, you know, go past all, you know, all the all the lull between, 
you know, one play from the next. You it's know, it's not till like, Derek. It's not till eight. You might be able to pull it off. No, nah, we we usually fish to dusk, brother. You know, okay. but and really? it's like about a yeah. twenty-five minute drive from me, my house to our friend's house in Maryland yeah, that has a private bass pond, and we fish on. So yeah, it's gonna be about a twenty-five. Have minute I been drive. to that one before? No, you have not. You oh, haven't been to this go. one. I've been yeah. to the other two though, but I haven't been to this one. You've been to Linville Orchard, uh, which yeah. is a great place to hang That's out. That's a and great fish. place. I I, yeah. I love that place. That place but is see, great in general. But see, for years I've had carte blanche. I go there, I park in the the, the guy who manages the property, uh, Bill Cordelise. We park in his driveway. He has this beautiful. Him and his wife have this beautiful old farmhouse. Yeah. And the, and the, and the, and, the, and the pond sits like below a hill, down in this valley, surrounded by this little mini valley. So I just park in this driveway. We walk. Everybody else has to pay to fish there. You got you all the fish. hookups, man. It's unbelievable. So, so man, I'll tell you what. I've been through the years. It's just to show you through the years. Like we would take, like when my wife's family would come visit from California and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill would get one of his workers to take him uh, on a flatbed, a hay, a hay ride around it's the whole great. property. We do it every fall, yeah. Dude. yeah. So and then, you know, you get to stop and pick. They have like twenty apples. different kind of apples mm-hmm. on the orchard. So they would just stop. So all the men are fishing. Women come back with bags of strawberries, blueberries, apple. I'm like, what the heck? And Bill's never charged us for anything, man. That's so cool. you know, he's been great. So good, Bill Cordelise, if you're out there, brother, you know. Hey, you. Yeah. Plus, I, I see when I go there, I fish, and then I go through the garage. I go look at the toys. Oh, there, yeah. are, there are oh, some old, yeah. there's some old uh, like trucks and stuff like that. No, no. Bill Bill likes to uh, rebuild motorcycles. Yeah, dude, he's oh. he's he's got some Harleys that you wouldn't believe. And what he does every year. He just takes off and drives from here to uh, South Carolina. Not I mean oh, wow. South Dakota. South what's Dakota. That, yeah. South, what's Black that big Hills. event? No, but the what's Black that big Hills. event where all the bikers and stuff get together? What's it and, called? It's in the um, Black Hills. Oh my goodness! But he takes off and drives up there. That's a long. That's a yes. long way, man. I'm like, and, and he's and he's close to seventy now. I'm like, dude, what if somebody runs you off the road, you're in a ditch in Ohio or something? You're going you know, out your own care. way, man. You're going out your own like, way. I guess. Oh my goodness! Wow. All right. All right, so let's uh, let's set our sights back to the NFL. Uh, remember, two thirty, we're going to have EJ Smith from the Inquirer. He was down there today, uh, as was Barrett watching Eagles practice. We'll get his thoughts on everything that he saw. Hey, so we'll come back. Are, are we also going to rank the helmets next segment? We're going to save that. We're ranking the helmets next segment too. Oh, okay, all right. We're, do, we're doing best games of Week One, and, and so what we're also going to do. Yeah, we are Sturges. going. That's it. That's we are. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the uh, the the bike ride. Um, yeah. We're we are going to rank the best helmets. In every division in the AFC today, we'll do the oh, NFC yeah. tomorrow. Okay? One through four. Coolest yeah. looking lids. We will do yeah. that when we get back also. So don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk pro action restoration because they are the best. They're the best in the business. If you have a home, if you have a, if you have a business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have a property and you've either experienced water, fire, smoke, mold damage, or unfortunately, we know there's a possibility that that could happen. You want to contact them. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. They could assist you with that. I've gone through it. Okay. I've experienced water damage in my parents' house. They came over, they cleaned it all up. And that's not just the water part of it, they clean everything up. 
They were in and out of there quickly. The price was reasonable. They are an unbelievable company. They're, they've been doing it for more than two decades, by the way. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area, like I said, for a very long time, and they are very trusted. They are also, uh, and this speaks to Mike McIntyre and his entire crew, when we have issues in our country, Houston, uh, Louisiana, some other places, those guys hop in that truck, man, and they get down there and they help people, okay? And they take care of people and they make sure that they're all right. Uh, they do it the right way. And they they are certainly people who think about others. That's for sure. They're licensed, bought it, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area, as I mentioned, for more than two decades. Water, fire, smoke, mold remediation, you name it. And if you're not really sure, just give them a call. They might You might have something at your house that they can help you with. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760. Or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Welcome back in, everybody. What's going on on this Thursday? Hope you're doing well. Thanks for hanging with us. We are Sports Take. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis with you each and every day, 12 to 3 Eastern. And uh, if you missed any of our interviews that we do, we just wrapped up with uh, Matt Gelb a little while ago. We'll have EJ Smith in a little bit. But if you missed any of the interviews that we do, just go to jacobsports.com or Jacob Sports uh, YouTube Network. We podcast all of our interviews. So uh, you get a chance. There's great content on there, man. There is a phenomenal stuff from John McMullen, from, from all of our reporters down there at Eagles Practice and talking eagles and i read it each and every day so i, I suggest you do the same because it is really really good stuff if you're a birds fan yes derek you're muted did you see what the phillies just did i was i had to no i had to wow. run and take care of something what, what they happened? just uh they just released dd gregorius i i gotta tell you i'm not shocked wow. yeah they activated segura from the 60 day and they yeah. they you know what, Derek? He's first of all, he's one of the nicest human beings you'll ever encounter. Absolutely. Uh, let me just say that. But it has been a real struggle for this guy. And and I know Matt said he's been better in the field, and he has been better, but he was horrendous last year uh, in yep. the field and at the plate. And he yep. hasn't. He, he hasn't. He's got one home run this year, guys. This is a guy who used to have a lot of pop as a shortstop when he was a Yankee. It's a shame. He's a really diminished guy. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little surprised you didn't keep him around for depth and because he has some experience in the postseason. But th- you know what? They made the move to get that guy Sosa last week. Yeah, they did. But why so, not just send him down to AAA just to keep him as an insurance policy? He might be out of options at this point. Yeah, you might. You're right. Um, wow. So I would guess you're going – this. what this is telling you is Segura <laughs> goes to second, Stott goes to short. Yeah. Um and Sosa backs him up. What you see Taz? Mr. Taz. <laughs> I, I wasn't really – I didn't kill Didi that much. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty – Hey, man. Hey, Barry, Rob's the kiss of death, man. You better stay on this good side, dude. Uh, I'm telling you. Come on, man. No. Never. Every, never. Everybody's you, talk, everybody, everybody you've, 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 you've marked. Exactly. Dead. Yes. You, and Barry, you thought I was Barry, you thought I was kidding. Yeah. I've been saying this for weeks. Yeah. Every time Rob goes on a rant about a Phillies player or a manager, all of a sudden yeah. they're gone. Yeah. Wow. I'm telling Look, you, man. You've been you two watch are it. safe. All right. Don't sweat it, man. You, you. Man. I, I, I will go to. Uh, I'll be in a foxhole with you two any day of the week. All right. <laughs> I think you both know that, man. Um, but uh, that's it. Yes, it is it. Yes, Mr. Ellis. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is interesting, though, Derek. That's a. I, you know that you know what that is, man. I, that's Nebraska saying we're not playing around. Like you know, they, we're getting going to get the best guys available, and we're rolling from there. I mean, that's it. But significant nonetheless. But there was a numbers crunch. You didn't trade it for that guy Sosa for him to no to be sent down. Be, no. So yeah, no. DD sent down, which means I think it's going to be Stott most days playing short, which I'm okay with. I like Stott a yeah, lot. I don't, I don't mind him at all, especially because he gives you that pop in the lineup. Also, and he's he, been, he, he's, he shows up. He shows up. When he needs to show up, you know. Yeah, what I'm he saying? does, and yeah. that's and that's that's the biggest thing, you know. Um, how many times he bailed us out, you know? what I'm saying him and you know, and, and plus, you know, that's that's Bryce's boy, you know. what I'm saying you got to keep Bryce happy, man. The Vegas connection yeah. with those, two. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here we go, everybody. This <laughs> is giving it to me, John Dickerson. Oh, yeah. Oh I man, I hear you, man. I hear you. I'm telling you, man. I know. I know. The death. The death sentence. Rob, death sentence, Ellis. No, give me, come on, give me a 
<laughs> so I, uh, I, ain't, I ain't touching you, man. I'm just staying to keep my distance. Pounded. We're pounded. Uh, all right. So a little NFL, fellas. Uh, so first off, um, we're still in limbo right now with the Deshaun Watson stuff uh, in terms of the NFL appealing what the judge handed down the six games. I'm still surprised by that, man. I am oh. so surprised. And where are we? Well, they have until tomorrow. They have until tomorrow, to, right? Is it tomorrow? No, I know it was tomorrow no they, they did. They said okay. they already sent the paperwork. They've already filed the appeal. Okay. Uh, from what we we heard, they already filed the appeal. But I'm I'm really surprised that they're filing this appeal because there's two owners that just want this to just go under the you know just go away. Absolutely. And that's the Browns and Houston. And Houston that's right. right. So he his he's making forty something million dollars a year for for the Ooh. for the owners. So I just don't understand why he doesn't just let this go away. Well, the, the other thing that's weird to me, Barrett, is, you know, all right, you made it a point to uh, turn it over to an independent, you know, source, right? And, right. and kind of step away and, all right, Judge Robinson, you're going to handle this thing. And, you know, so it doesn't appear that it's Roger Goodell just being heavy handed and all that. Okay. So you hand it over to her and then you're you're not happy with what she, you know, brings down. And then, then you're going to take it back again. Like, why did we go through that charade of, of going with Judge Robinson? Ah, da, da. Ah, da, da. And plus... You know? He's going to give it to another independent arbitrator, right? That's what he just said today. Exactly. Yeah, yeah he did say so, that. So that to me, all right, you, I, I don't like you. Let me give it to somebody else I like, and uh, he's going to rule for me this time, or she's going to rule for me this time. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous, man. I mean, he's – say what you want to say. I mean, I am by no means uh, stupid. I understand that there is some type of um, – uh, Something's going on with the kid. You know what I'm saying? He, he's He's got a problem. We definitely know that. And I don't condone any of this, you know, that, you know, to have that many massages anyway. Oh, it's uh, like, yeah, nor do I, I, I. What I'm saying isn't has nothing to do with him. It's all it's right, more right. Roger Goodell. To, uh, but it's more of me to me, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Goodell, you know, all right, I just want to flex a little more. Show. This is still my thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. I, I'm you already pissed off with him anyways because he has lifetime – he and his family have lifetime health benefits, but we don't. I'll, I'll take it one step farther, Barrett. Maybe it's not Goodell. Maybe it's X amount of owners who say, you know what? We got to make an example of Deshaun Watson. I didn't think, I didn't think of it like See, that. Maybe, maybe there's, a, there's a contingent of owners who, who say, Goodell, you and your office better do something because this six games is a joke. Yeah. You know, we we uh we need and to we're we all catching flack for oh, this. Yes, yeah, yes. We better get, we better we better find a way to extend this as much as we can. I don't care what you know the Cleveland Browns and Houston Texas think. Uh, there needs to be a definitive message right. sent out. That's a good because point, Derek. Because six six games to a well paid athlete is is nothing to be honest with you. Yeah, I hate to say that, but it's nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, considering the money he's going to make, you think about the money he's paid out to twenty something women. A six-game suspension. We're talking millions, but that's a fraction of the money he's already guaranteed as a professional athlete to perform at his highest level for the Cleveland. That Brown. he's already gotten. Remember, yeah. he had like a forty-something million dollar yeah. signing bonus right. already. Which, which didn't get touched, by the way, by this. Right, right. Did not get touched. Yeah. No, you know, I, I think you make a good point. I, I think that could be it. Could be others in in Goodell's ear. Come on, like bring to make this. You know, this has got to be heavier than this. Yeah, I hear man. I hear you. All right, that's fair enough. So if we hear anything, I mean, it, it could come down today. It could be tomorrow. Uh, if we find anything out, we'll we'll let you know. But uh, as of right now, it's still six games till we hear anything different. Don't don't, don't they have until tomorrow to officially appeal? They had three it was days. Three correct? days, right? It was three so days. This, yeah, it came down. It, it came down Monday or Tuesday. 
Yeah, I, yeah. Um, so it could be. It could fall on yeah. uh, tomorrow. Yeah, very well. Um, all right. So let, let let's look at this, guys, because we have a game tonight, as we mentioned, uh, the Raiders and the Jags at eight o'clock on uh, on NBC tonight, <clears throat> the Hall of Fame game. Pretty cool for Josh McDaniels. He uh, he grew up in Canton, Ohio. His yep. dad was a high school high school football coach there, and he played a bunch of uh, I guess high school championship games on that field. So that's kind of kind of a neat thing for him to be uh, going back. And by the way, uh, NFL Hall of Fame this weekend, uh, Dick Vermeil right. uh, going in. Uh, Art McNally, the old official. Why do I bring that up? Because he went to T for Temple U, University. Okay, okay. <laughs> to bring you that up. It in. You See how I weaseled that in? You got, Barrett worked in Kansas State the other day. I had to get that in there. Um, but anyway, I, I, I'm happy for Vermeil. I, I think he – it's an incredible accomplishment to be out. 14 years he sat out and came back with the Rams and then won it after his Eagle stint. So that's that pretty is crazy. That's then, unbelievable. I'll talk Wild. to Jaws too. Jaws is going down. In fact, he's on yeah. the way down there right now. He's already. Today. He's Barrett, already the contingent of Vermeil guys is going to be insane down there. No question. Insane. Yeah. No question. Yeah. So I, the, cool. like what's the over under that he's going to cry and how long he's going to cry. It's actually an over and under on it. Um. All right. I'll give him two. I'll minutes. give him. Yeah. I was going to say two minutes is a pretty good number before he breaks down. Yep, yep, yep. He's going to look out in the audience and see the wife and the kids and all his ex-players, and he's going to be a puddle. He's oh, just gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to see how loved he is. Yes, yeah, very cool. All right, so that, we got, that's a Hall of Fame game tonight leading into the weekend festivities. But let's look ahead to week one, okay? I don't know about you guys. I'm itching, man. I can't wait for to get here. The but, NFL is, is, is great at, 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 at putting these schedules together because this might be the best – Week one I've seen in a long, long time. I'm glad you guys brought this up because this is an amazing schedule, man. Amazing yeah, it is. schedule. It, it is. is. Yeah, like I looked at, looking at it today and I see just off the top of my head, one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven killers. There's seven yeah. killers. Easy. You know, Absolutely. Right away. So um, and it begins Thursday night, so we all, we don't have to wait till the eleventh. The eleventh is, is the full blown week one, but the the uh, the eighth is when the Thursday night games. How about what they're coming out of the shoot with? Bills at the Rams. Oh, that's that's Josh Allen, Matthew Woo. Stafford. Here we go. Stephon I, Diggs, Cooper Cup. Oh yeah. my goodness, Aaron this, Donald. Oh, yeah. this should have been last year's Super Bowl. Yes, in all it actuality. Yes, yes, absolutely. It so yep. I mean, to, to me, that's that's just perfect for this. Um, the NFL to come out with the with the first game um in 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 um LA also. Yep. You know, the 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 probable um MVP playing against the, the you know Mr. Defensive MVP. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be a great, great, great game. All the new weapons that the Bills have now. Um I'm interested to see how they're gonna call this game. This is gonna be a remarkable game. I can't wait, man. You mean look at the matchups. You got uh, Diggs versus uh, Ramsey. Oof. Just that matchup alone, right there, is is is, is price. You know, yeah. worth the t- all the tea in China, bro. Yeah, that's gonna be amazing. No, I can't. I mean, I, and you know, I I just I'm fascinated to see how the Rams look this year with the with the bullseye on their back too. We know how Absolutely. hard it is to repeat. We know Buffalo's got to be on a mission the entire season with the way <laughs> the last couple of years with the way that their seasons have ended. Um, and their schedule is brutal this year. Oh my you, god, brutal is an understatement when you look at Buffalo's schedule for this yeah. season. Yeah, it's just a, I, it's funny you bring that up there because I was looking at it uh, today. You, you let's run through it real quick. So they, uh, yeah. 
Thursday, they're they're the opener, September eighth. They're at yep. LA. Yep. Then they're home to Tennessee. That's not an easy game by any means. Right. Right? Nope. <laughs> nope. That's, that's not tiptoeing through the tulips. No, man. And that's part of that. Um, <laughs> that's the double header week two. The Eagles are the later game, the eight eight twenty, whatever it is. So that's the seven fifteen game. Then they go to Miami division rival, go to Baltimore. Yep. They're home against Pittsburgh. Go to Kansas City. Yep. By week, home Green Bay. Like that's murder. The first that's seven right. games. That's right. Then you go to the Jets. Okay, Vikings. I don't think that's going to be an easy game, but that's home. <clears throat> uh, Cleveland home at that point. Maybe Watson's playing by week twelve. I don't. Who knows? Um, at Detroit, at New England. That's Jets gonna be a game. Yeah. That's gonna be a game. You can't. You can't just. You got to slow down and, and take that in. Bills. Patriots. The now that now the Bills are the big kid on the block, and now the Patriots are up and coming right now. Yeah, you know Mac Jones, and you know that game that they had there, where you know he threw the ball in like nine times, oh, ten yeah, times, the and game, still the beat them. Yeah, yeah. So they still, so they got a chip on the shoulder with that also. Yeah, uh, that's that's going to be awesome. So you're yep. you're there, and that's a Thursday night, uh, by the way. That game, the New England game. Uh, then you go to the jet, uh, you're home against the Jets, home against the Dolphins at Chicago. It loosens up a little bit that little stretch, but then January 2nd, you go to the Bengals, yeah, and, and then you close it out at home against New England. That's, that is that's an crazy. extreme that's tough. crazy. That ain't fair, man. That's, no, just, no, that's not, not fair. Wow, you know what wouldn't surprise me? They don't win the division, New England does, but they're still the better team and they go further in the playoffs. That might be the case, you know, wouldn't shock me. They have an easier schedule. Yeah. Yeah. The you Pats know? do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Much easier schedule. But so that's a great one, man, out of the shoot. You go go to LA with the Rams and the Bills on Thursday. Then if you if you want to stay in the AFC East, look, Patriots and Dolphins, man. That's always yeah, that was Patriots. No, the Dolphins used to have the Patriots number when Brady played there a lot of times. That's always it, a good game. And now the Dolphins have more weapons to match the Patriots. Yeah. Man, that's that, oh my goodness! You got two young guns. You 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 got uh, Tua and Matt Jones. And what did Bill Belichick said? Matt Jones has made incredible strides. Belichick didn't give props to anybody. No. For him to say that, I expect two Alabama to see, quarterbacks. What I expect yeah. to see almost Alabama a Brady Brady like performance yeah. out of Matt Jones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And oh my goodness! The only I worry about with Mac, I, it's not even him necessarily. I don't. I mean, I don't love the wideouts. They're they're it's Devontae Parker, uh, Jacoby Myers, yeah. uh, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Aguilar's still there. I mean, they're they're okay. I, yeah, but they got two of the better tight ends in the game. They got yeah, they two do have good tight ends. Tight end. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, Hunter um, Henry and uh, Johnny yeah, Smith. Yeah, yeah. They oh do my good goodness! Um, so that's that's another one, and then. This one's interesting for the subplots. Browns and Panthers. I was Baker say, Mayfield, yes. yep. you know, uh, going against his old team. We're assuming he's the starter. I think he is going to win the starting job. They're whatever. But uh, you know he's going to want to stick it to them. You just know it. I mean, he's that kind of guy. And I just wonder how heated that thing gets because I think that could get ugly. There could be a lot of scrums in that one. You know, but that's what you want, man. Yep. You want that. You want those tradi- those rivalries that surface like that. Yeah. That's what you live for. Yeah. They, have, they have put so many handcuffs on how physical you can play the game. Now you want something. You need some kind of juice, some kind of extracurricular activity. Mm-hmm. You need some jaw jacking. We don't have much left anymore, man. It's Amen. not the old brass knuckles, 
you know, type football anymore that Barrett played. You know, yeah. it's a more refined game now. It's great Poupon football now. Yeah, as, as yes, opposed to absolutely. Just, just it's muscle. a cavi- It's a caviar game now. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. But that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Again, not the greatest matchup maybe on paper that you look at, but there's subplots there. Uh, Derek, Packers, don't do Vikings. it. Don't do it. Packers, do it. Skull, Vikings. Don't do it. Yeah, that, but I will say this: out of Green Bay camp today. Aaron Rodgers is raving about his young receivers. Now, Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that. No, he's not a raver. He's raving. He's yet so, raving about his young receivers. Well, see, if you say young receivers, that means the old heads aren't doing anything, huh? Well, I mean, he's giving props to the kids because the kids got to make transition. Dude, they got they have three. Green Bay never has speed. They have good, they always have good receivers, but they don't have burners like the Tyreek Hills and all these guys. They got three young kids that run four three forties now, man. They right. can flat right. out go. Amari yeah, Rodgers. Amari Rodgers. Yep. You know, Christian Watson. Yep. Uh, they drafted some kid in the seventh round they believe is going to make this roster. Um, Samari. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, Tour. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Dude, they, so they got some speed on this team now. So Aaron can just say, you know, Aaron still can throw the country mile. Yeah. Say what you want to say about Aaron, but that dude, there's nobody in the game better than throwing on the move than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That dude can flick it a 70 yards rolling out to his right side. Yeah, no so, argument. Yeah. I'm telling you, um, I'm excited, but I'm a little nervous. But I'm, I feel good about the defense because the defense got a lot better. Yeah. I feel good about the defense. And I will argue, I will say this. We don't talk about this, and rightfully so. Green Bay has one of the best cornerback tandems in the game. They have two first-round draft picks playing cornerback. They got Amos from the Bears. And then they got another first-round pick, that uh, Savage, that they picked from Maryland. So they have three number one picks playing in a starting in the secondary mm-hmm. and a proven pro bowler and Amos playing the same. I like role. Savage. I like Savage. I love Savage. Lot. He yeah. darn said he just can't stay healthy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He I comes like up, Savage. makes a hit. All of a sudden you miss him for four and games. He reminds me of Bob Sanders fabulous. a little bit that way. Yes. Remember Bob Sanders? Absolutely. Yeah. A little bit like that. And props to, uh, to John Runyon. Yeah. Uh, John Daniel yeah, Runyon. Yeah. Yeah. Starting man. He's starting right. hard. That's yeah, right. He started, he started, started last year. year. Yeah, yeah, he stepped yeah, in yeah. with some injuries and held his own, and then and played that. well. Yeah, so, yeah, good for him. Um, all right, so that's a that's a good one, man. We know the Vikings uh, it could be crazy explosive. Oh mean, my goodness! Look out, uh, Chiefs Cardinals. <laughs> it's another good one, man. Uh, you know, um, the I think the Chiefs are getting him probably at the right time without D Hop early. Yeah, but still, yeah. you know, and the, that game's in the desert. Uh, won't be an easy one for Kansas City by any stretch, but that should be a good one too. Yeah, uh, I love the next one, Raiders oh. Chargers. Oh, Barrett's favorite to win the division. I'm telling you, man, man, that's gonna be it, a gunfight at the OK Corral, dude. Yeah, Herbert is. against Carr. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my goodness! And watching both defensive lines. Oh my goodness! There are some killers on both sides. Chargers, of the ball. Khalil, and they got don't we, Khalil Mack to go with Bosa. Yeah, with the Chargers now. Oh, yeah, the Raiders got, got Chandler a, a, Jones. Asante Samuel. Max Crosby. Oh, yeah, Asante Samuel's legit. Yeah. Yep. Junior's legit, legit. Yeah, he is. He is. He's got so a lot that's, of that's a good game, but I mean, it's it, both defenses have been improved. Um, you know, like you said, with Chandler coming off the corner now, along with, you know, uh Crosby, uh, Crosby coming off the corner. Yeah. So I mean, I, I I see him. They brought they went and got your boy another temple. Let me give you another temple reference. Uh you send um uh, Rocky Sin. Yep. Rocky Sin. One of the great names. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. you know, he's one of those, uh, those single, he, he came in, he only played there one year, though, but he came in and earned that single, um, single digit. digit. Yeah. 
you know, in camp. That's crazy that he was able to That's do right. that, though. That's yeah, right. Man. Yeah, he, he's a good player. He's a really good player. Uh, all right, then the la- the last one, the last but not least, the <laughs> Sunday night game. Bucks and the Cowboys? That's going to be a good I mean, one. It was a, it was, oh. it was a nail-biter last year. I mean, yeah, remember, was. Uh, remember yeah, was. Dak threw for 500 yards. Did he have that many? Yeah, yeah. Oh God. I mean, yeah. he was balling that game, man. Balling. It wasn't even a running show. He was straight. I was I'm dropping so, back. A I'm so excited. I know, I'm excited. Man. I know. Like, part of me, like, I'm loving this, but the other part of me is like, damn, I got to wait how long for this? Like, I got right. another month, but, right, you right. know, and, and change. You but think, that's just, just think about this. No matter what part of the country you're in, you got a primetime game in week one. Okay. Just think I about know. that because the four you, you look at the 425 games, Green Bay, Minnesota, Kansas City, Arizona, Raiders, Char- I mean, everybody's not going to see those. You know, right, you, right. one of those might be the national game, but the other yeah. games. So and you got a game, you got a game with, within a game, no matter what region of the country you're in on Sunday. That's, that's Sunday. Uh, and, then, uh, and then you get through all that, like the whole card at one and four o'clock, and you're like, well, well wait, still have Sunday night, man. Still have Sunday oh, yeah. night. Still have Monday night. And, 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 and for people in this region, it's the Dallas Cowboys. And everybody's rooting for the Cowboys to get smoked Amen. on that Sunday night game. Bro, no. I'm looking at the Chiefs Cardinals. That's almost a billion dollars in, in quarterback money. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So, I mean, it's, right. it's, only, it's only $200 million from – a billion dollars in quarterback money with, yeah. with, 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 you know, both quarterbacks, you know, with the Cardinals make it, he probably makes about 240. And then, um, you're looking at, uh, uh, Mahomes, Mahomes what he's making a half a billion by himself. Something, yeah. So Great that's, point. that's, that's ridiculous. The payrolls that are going to be on the field at that time. Hey, let me throw one last one in. It's I, I and you're going to look at it on paper, maybe, and not love it, but there's so much, again, another subplot. Monday night, Denver and Russell Wilson are at Seattle, man. Is, is, that, is that a great – that's – you know, you must the league. How did that happen? The league must have known something. Yeah. The league must have known something that, uh, you know, with you know him going back home yeah. to, 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 to play in Seattle. Or Ridiculous. Or he goes, back to, goes yeah. back to his old house and spends the night at his old house. You know. <laughs> He'll be well-rested. Right, but, right. But, but, but how is it that there's only – one Monday night game the first week and two the second week. I don't I don't know that, why that changed. I, what I don't the know. What's going on here? Yeah, the, so the the way <laughs> it works that usually there's a doubleheader week one. For some reason, uh, they decided to do week two. Like I said, the early game uh is Tennessee at Buffalo. That's seven fifteen. Then you have the Eagles Ooh. at eight thirty. Vikings Vikings Eagles is a great one, man. Yes, yes. man. So that's your. The league knew what they were doing. Yeah, no, no question about it. So that's uh, that's going to be interesting the way wow. that shakes out. So maybe we'll do that. Uh, I'm just thinking about this on the fly, but maybe we'll make this a feature each day. We'll do, you know, like tomorrow we'll do week two. We'll do it all leading up to uh, to the first week. Uh, that work for you guys? Worse for me, bro. Right, Worse for there's me. no, there's no way I'll remember that. So you two remind me tomorrow. All right, <laughs> that we're going to be doing that. Um, so we come back. Let's do some. Uh, let's do some gear, man. Let's do some helmets. We'll do some helmets when we get back. Uh, best in the AFC. We'll work through each division. Who has the coolest look uh, with the lids? And uh, a couple other odds and ends we need to get to. Brittany Griner's situation. Uh, and that is what, crazy. What That's played ridiculous. out there? Yeah, that is uh, very crazy. It's actually a killer birthday list, We have, which we'll get to. Um, really good birthdays. And then at 2.30, EJ Smith's going to join us, and we'll get his camp observations. So we're not done with the Eagles by any stretch. So we're at 155 likes. 
We need but, 45 for Gunner to be doing his Viking oh, thing, heck no. No, according no, no, no. to my, my sources here. So we need to get rolling here. Let's hit the likes, folks. Let's, let's close out strong. I know we can do it. We can do no. it. Yes. I want yes. everybody right now to step away from your, 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 your devices. Nope. Go have lunch with the family. Um, you know, take in a nice movie or something. Oh, <laughs> There's a lot of movies on demand right now. Don't listen, people. Don't listen. All right, no. Derek Gunn, he's trying, he's begging, he's pleading. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Razor technology. All right, data is everywhere in business today, but when it's locked away in silos, it can't be efficiently used, and businesses don't have time to wait for the insights that shape decision-making. Razor Technologies data management not only integrates data from wherever it's generated or collected, but provides a uniform structure for storing, interpreting, and distributing it to decision makers. Razor helps businesses transform and model their data, use it to populate real-time dashboards, and create shareable reports that highlight key areas of progress as well as warning signs in need of attention. Smart data analytics and the tools to make data insights easily digestible help businesses of all sizes and types discover where they could be untapping significant savings. Razor technology can help you break down your silos and fully realize the value of your data to drive growth to your business. Learn more. Contact Razor Tech today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit us online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
All right. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. D-Gun looks uh, upset, Barrett. Uh, Brooks, I am Rob El- What? You're muted. You, you're, you're muted, man. Come on. Now I got, my bro- I got my brother asking me, hey, how many more likes do you need? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. I love that. I like. Apparently, we need 33. That's what we need. What? 33? We we got- we wait, wait. What's our out time today? Is it 55 or 57? <laughs> I, say, I, I think Xander told us our out time is 245 today. Yeah, good try, man. You have no well, chance. We're getting there today. How many okay. like how many more likes do you need? 33. God dog. 25, I'm told we need. We're at 25. 25 more out. likes? I'm like an auctioneer. 33, 25. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at right now. All right. Uh don't we go a little lighter side with this one and have a little fun with the uniforms, in particular the helmets. All right. Now keep in mind, and I don't know how we're gonna incorporate this in or not, but they there's a lot of um alternate helmets now, right? We saw some some really badass ones like the uh the Bengals white ones, which were were awesome, the Panthers black ones, which were awesome. Um, so that's kind of kind of what we we can work oh. that into the equation if you want, but we're gonna jump around the AFC right now um and start with the east, and we're ranking coolest helmets. For each team, who wants to take the first crack, Gunner? You got the first one on this one. All right. Um, what what division are we starting with? Let's go AFC East. AFC East. Okay, I'm looking yes. at the helmets, and I would have to say, my favorite helmet in that division is my my most favorite is the Buffalo Bills. Okay, I love that build. You know, the Buffalo in there with that red swoosh coming too. out of it. I yeah. think that is so sharp. Yep. So I, I say, without doubt, the Bills one is my favorite in that division. Okay. Okay. You did you? I, so I I'm with you. I went Bills, and here, believe it or okay. not, guys. Yeah. I really like that the Jets went back to like the the Namath uh, helmets, Ooh. Ooh. those white ones. I like them, man. Really? I, took, I went with them second. I went the Patriots and then the Dolphins. Wow. The yeah. Patriots is off the chain, man. Yeah, I you like the, the Patriots. Patriot. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, the yeah. old one. I do like the old one. The red, the white, and blue. One. Yes. Yeah, have you seen? Did you see that? Did you see that new one? Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't seen that one. Oh man, it's tough, man. It's tough, bro. It's tough. In fact, let me let me take a picture of it, show you, so you can check it out, man. It yeah, is. See, tough. I picked I picked the Patriots second, Dolphins third, and the Jets last. I'm sorry. I love the old traditional Joe Namath stuff, but when it stacks up against those other three, the Jets just come in. They're the bottom feeders for me in that division. I agree. Now, you can't you can't get any you can't get any more pizzazz with that you know that it lets you change the colors the jets just exactly green yeah the green and white is like eh, you know, i just right, think it's right. cleaner and then I, I, yeah. I didn't like the old uh what they were the when they had the green helmet with the J, the words jets the jets spelled out i yeah. like the yep yep i like the other ones the white ones um that's for sure so all right so uh, barrett would you agree buffalo number one no i would go patriots number one buffalo okay. number two okay Ooh, okay. okay all right I would uh go interesting two, yeah Let's go. Uh, let's go north. Let's go north. Um, I go. I go traditional here. I go Steelers, man. I go Steelers yeah. one. You know they haven't messed with it in however many years, and I think it's the right move. I like the Ravens. I like the black with the Ravens. Yeah. Yes. I think their colors are sharp. Um, Bengals. If it's the white helmet, you could convince me to move it up a little bit. But if it's just the orange one with the black stripe, yeah, we, we're going straight helmets, not okay. not the alternates, just the straight right. helmets. I go with them third, and I go brand. I don't like anything about the Browns. No, uniforms. no. I have them last. They're the worst. So I got their last for me too. That's that's, too. that's why they've had a whole a century of misery because their their helmets suck. Yeah, that's why their, their whole scheme sucks. Yes. Who wants who wants brown and orange? Ugh, I know. Awful. Like Halloween what, colors, man. 
Yeah, but what does that have to do with a dog? Exactly. Or what the hell is a brown? Exactly. Uh, it, it was after the owners. It was after yeah, Paul the, Brown. Uh, Paul Brown. That's yeah, okay. a, yeah, named after him. But the, yeah, somehow it became the dog pound, and then the dog thing took you know. Then they went with a little leprechaun type of thing, also a brownie or something. <laughs> a little leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, it's, they they used to have something like that. It's a little brownie thing, you know, a little leprechaun. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Is that the hat? Like Stefanski wears a hat. I don't know what the logo is. Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, I didn't, it is. I, That's ridiculous. I, okay, I this is what I would go. I would go on that division. I would go. I love the Bengals he- uh, helmet, man. So I would you go. You like that? Okay. You like that? I like. I like. I like those tiger stripes. That would be number one. Then I go Pittsburgh. Then I go Baltimore, and then Browns. I, I I put them at thirty-two. Man, I thought you were a lock to go yeah, Pittsburgh really. first. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh is nice, but one it's got a logo on yeah, one side, one side and on the other side. Yeah. yeah, I never understood that. See, yeah. I go Ravens first. I just love that that Ravens decal. I, did I too. love that. So I go Ravens first, Steelers second, Cincinnati third, and Cleveland. The mistake by the lake. You might as well dump it in the lake. You said the mistake by the lake. I ain't heard that in a while. That's man. A yeah, one. the mistake by the lake. You know yeah. what, remember with Sam Weish and he, he grabbed the mic and, and uh, he was like admonishing fans for throwing like snowballs or I forget what it was. And he says, you know, just remember you're Cincinnati, you're not Cleveland. You know, exactly. act accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> he took a wow. shot. At hey, um, Whoever, guys, we we, we signed off today at fifty at fifty nine. No, we ain't signing up today. No, 59. No, 59, 59. no, heck, no, no, we're not. No, is that what Xander said? No, we're not. I don't care. Xander, I need a light count. Where are no, we, man? No, no, we sign off like we normally do 55, 50, whatever it is. No, all right. All right. Now, I will say this about Cleveland, though. Although I don't know who came up with the term mistake by the lake, but it's so accurate. But I'll tell you the one thing they did do right that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I got a chance to go there a few years ago for the first time. I always that wanted is to go nice. there. Yeah, there's not many things that wow me anymore. I was in there, and and when you just look at all the artifacts from the greatest musicians in the history of music, mm-hmm. they even have uh they have any parts of the plane from when Otis Redding went down over what was the Lake Erie, Lake oh Michigan. God. They have really? parts of a plane in the show. They got Michael Jackson sequin suit with the glove standing the glove. there, and yeah. one of my photographers, Jerry Hunt. Now a lot of this stuff they have in glass cases, but a lot of other artifacts they have like like just out in the open you, you know they, you, they have a rail you can't touch them oh, okay there's a rail between you but it's, they're open so yeah. my photographer at the time jerry hines we go there and he reaches across to see as soon as he reaches across uh, like an alarm goes off oh boy and it says do not touch the and i'm like dude you trying to get us thrown out of here well there's like <laughs> yeah. three three levels of artifacts dude it's, it's one of the best museums ever if you ever go to cleveland Okay. There ain't a whole lot to do to Cleveland. Go right. straight to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You will. It would be worth your price of admission. All right. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. All right, we go to the South now. We go to the South, and that that division right, consists the of the uh, the Jags, the Texans, Titans, and Colts. Uh, Barry, why do you why do you go with uh, what your first your number one yeah. would be helmet wise? Mm, mm, hold on, let me get to it now. Hold on, get it's to actually it. it's a pretty strong division. Yeah, it is. Wise. Yeah, I, I like them all too, man. But um. You said uh, AFC, AFC South, right? Yeah, South. Yep. Yeah, yeah with the Colts, uh, Titans, go, Texans, and Jags. Bro, I, I got to go with the Texans first. Okay. The Texas helmet is yeah. strong, man. I do like it, yeah. But then I love the regular the regularness of, 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 of the Indianapolis Colts. You know what I'm saying? I, that would go to. Yep. Then, uh, then I go Jacksonville. And I think I don't like Tennessee's You don't helmet. like that. You don't like the Titans. I don't, no, I don't like okay. the – I don't like the uniforms either. I don't like – to me, it looks 
Well, you don't like the color scheme or you don't like the I don't like any of it. Yeah, I don't like any of it. Okay. How about you, Gunner? What what was your uh my first was definitely the Texans. I love that that steer logo with the helmets and the colors. You know, the the the, I love that dark blue with the red dark blue and the red top. And you got the red star right where the eye is supposed to be. I love that whoever came up with that scheme, kudos to them for that. That's the only thing they've done right. Yeah. So definitely Houston Houston's first in that division for me. Okay. I, I actually I'm gonna go this is typical of me. I'm gonna go really plain Jane. I like the Colts logo, man. Uh, I think it's it is. It's, it's just, nice, man. Yeah, Colts man. Tradition. I like the horseshoe. I, I, it is. It reminds me of the old Baltimore Colts, but yeah, it's, it's, Earl Morrow, Johnny yeah, Unitas. Yeah, Johnny Johnny Unitas. There's something in the simplicity of it that I like. I like the Texans and the, the next hand. Rob, that, that's 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 Rob. That just that's, that's just me you to all a the way. Yeah. yeah, that was me to a team. <laughs> exactly. It's like the Penn State uniforms. I like. I like right. to just you know. <laughs> they are the plainest Jay uniforms ever yeah. created. The turtle wouldn't do it. The only thing he ever let them do was he, he would let them put their numbers on there in like the seventies, and he didn't. That, that's all he ever let them do. He wouldn't let them do anything else. But or, yeah. well, he he did let them wear um he did let them wear black cleats for a little while. He did. You're right. You're right about that. Um, so I would go Texans second. I would go. I like the I really like the Jags color scheme too. I probably go Jags yeah. and yeah. then um and then Tennessee. But I actually think all I don't really. Like I don't hate the Titans like you do, Barry. I think all four are actually pretty decent uniform wise. Yeah, I think I think the Titans logo could have been a little bit bigger. Yeah, I, I, yeah. it looks too small. It's like too much emptiness in a helmet. If you're gonna put a logo on there, have it at least fill up a good portion yeah. of the helmet. Yeah, it's that. just no. plain ugly, bro. That's all it is. It's just plain <laughs> ugly. See, I, I would go. I would go Houston, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Tennessee. Okay. Oh, eight more likes? Eight more likes? That's all, That's we, all need. we need is eight. G-Meta? All right, we'll get it. We're not talking we'll about that, Bear. Yeah, I mean, why right. you keep bringing it up? Keep my name out your mouth. Eric's trying to steer fault, it any other fault, way. Fault, fault, yeah, come on, man. Keep my name out your mouth, man. <laughs> all right, let's go west. Let's go west, uh, which, is, you know, which is going to be the uh, most fun division uh, in football, hands down. Uh, and you know me? Hands down. Don't say the Raiders. The Broncos is the best helmet. Yes. Okay. Yes. I thought you were going to go Raiders. I did think you were yeah. going Raiders. I like the team, but I, 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 I the, the Broncos, man, that, that, that helmet, man. I, and I felt that was the most in shape I was ever when I played up in uh, when I was in camp up in um with the with the Denver Broncos. Right. So I looked I looked sleek like I was a like I was a, a, a <laughs> like stallion a out there, yeah. bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. Stallion. Yeah. <laughs> Sleekness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Um, so I love right. that helmet, man. I love the helmet. I agree, you know, Mr. Brooks. Then I will go with the Chargers. Yeah, yes. I like that. Yes. I like that bolt. Yeah, yeah. I think the ugliest helmet in that division is is Kansas City. And I don't Ooh. think it's bad, but I, I would I, I I they're not my number one. I don't think it's a bad look, but it's not my number one. I mm. right. I like the Chargers. I like the old. I like the white helmet with the yeah, blue, with blue the bolt. bolt with the yellow yeah. trim, the gold yeah, trim on yeah. it. Brings back a lot of memories when I covered that team a long time ago. Yeah, I love those. They're, that's why I got to go Raiders. I guess it's the tradition of the silver and black man. Um, second, I go Broncos and then I go Chiefs. So I go, I go Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs last. How about you, Derek? The Chiefs, yeah, I have to put the Chiefs. I go, I go Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs. The Chiefs helmet looks like, uh, like when you were a kid and your parents bought you that first NFL uniform. You used to go outside and put it on and play in the backyard. <laughs> that, that's what that helmet looks like. It looks like more like a kid's helmet than a professional helmet. Right. Um, so I, I, I just don't, I don't like the, the way it's set up. But the Raiders, you know, the Raiders stand for. Has always stood for toughness, mystery, 
you know, mystique, dirty, down and dirty football. Right. You know, that's that's tradition at its finest right there. Yep. So, yeah, I, I put Kansas City last in that regard. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that's our uh, that's our ranking. There's our order for the helmets uh, in the AFC. We'll do the NFC tomorrow. And, and like I said, we'll, we'll preview week two tomorrow as well. All right. Let's jump around a little bit. The, the big news sports wise, and this really goes beyond sports, but Brittany Griner gets sentenced to nine years in Russian prison. It, it would have been nine and a half, but they gave her time served, I guess, for, for how long she's been in yeah. custody or whatever. Um, so but the thing is here, so there's two things to, to know off of that, right? One, she did plead guilty. This is what she expected. Now, there, what this does is this enables them to accelerate the negotiations right. to get her back. So part right. of it is Russia would not uh, look at a swap, if you will, whatever term you want to use for right. this, until she was it was official that she knew what her sentence was. So mm-hmm. this actually sort of speeds things up. So what what the thought is, what the report is, it'll be Brittany Griner, uh, and there's a uh, I'll give you the name of the. Some the, arms dealer? No, well, he, he'll be coming from Russia, but there's also an American over there that's being held on, like, espionage charges. Yeah, Charlie's so, one of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's two, it would be two uh, Americans coming back here and one, that Russian arms dealer, would be going there. It yeah. Just, is what we're looking at. Look, the absurdity of this for, for what her, you know, what she did, it, it's clearly over the top and out of control and unbelievable. And it, I, I also think Russia's using it as a, as a chip here to get their person back as well. Absolutely. Make no mistake. So that's, I, it's, I it's think, absurd. I think Russia is basically trying to stick it to the United States because of uh, all the tension with the United States and Ukraine, all the stuff that's going on right now. Um, you know, and if you, if you follow it on the news outlets, you know, it seems to be more and more tension and now China's gotten involved with this because of Taiwan and all this stuff as well. So I think this is Russia's way of, of, of basically trying to twist it to the United States in a lot of ways. Uh, it's unfortunate, you know, first of all, Brittany, you know, you, you should know better. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, Hey, look, you know, I don't, I don't condone anybody who indulges and in whatever you're going to do, you're going to do, but you got to be smarter than that when you go to other countries. No doubt. You know, now supposedly it said, it said that she was packing in a hurry and didn't realize it was there and stuff like that. Look, let me tell you something. When you go to another country, country, I'm double checking, triple checking. I'm taking luggage. I'm shaking everything. I don't want nothing yeah. that could stop me at any checkpoint anywhere even the United States, I don't need to be stopped unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. It happened to me one time uh, a few years ago. I had just brought this. You great... left your, your weed pen over there, huh? You, 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 they caught you with your weed pen. No, they, they called me in the airport trying to distribute. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I had bought this. Uh, I, I love buying these utility knives. You know, the kind that have like the knife, the screwdriver, the can opener. You know, I buy a lot, I buy them a lot of times when I see like a real nice one at Home Depot or Lowe's. So I just bought a real nice one. Because a lot of times when I'm on a field with photographers, they're looking to unscrew a pack or something, uh, right. you know, get to change batteries. And they always, and we use, a lot of times you can use a coin, like a dime. Right. You can use a dime. But we, for some reason, a couple of times they didn't have it, you know, and had to borrow tools from another photography group. So mm-hmm. I always like to have one just in case my guys, because they have a flathead screwdriver and a Phillips screwdriver in them as well. Yeah. I just bought a nice one. So I'm going through the checkpoint in Philadelphia. All of a sudden, I see my bag gets pulled off to convey. I'm like, what in the world's going on? I'm thinking, did I leave a bottle of water in there again? Because I'm, I'm notorious for forgetting to take bottles of water out of my backpack. 
Okay. So the guy pulls me up and guy Newman said, Hey, uh, D gun, um, we can't let you go. I said, Isn't why? that the worst? They know your name. <laughs> I know. D gun, we can't let you go. I said, Why? And it showed me, he said, Pull out. He said, Hey, man, you can't take this through there. He said, Now you can put it in your luggage. And I'm thinking, How am I going to put it through my, in my luggage? Well, my luggage has already gone through mm. to be put in underneath. So I looked at the guy and we were in a hurry to get on the flight. I said, Dude, just keep it. And I paid like fifteen dollars for it. I yeah. said, I keep, just keep it. Yeah. And you know they call, and then he pulled out this this little uh, plastic container. Dude, they had like 15, 20 different things in them that people, I don't know whether by accident or deliberate, tried to get. What it was a screwdriver in there, you know. And, and you know sometimes you do pack in a hurry, you forget things. Sure. Um, but I made that mistake cost me, man. So. Yeah, I hear you. Happened. I hear you. So the, look, the hope is that. We'll be able to negotiate a swap here. We being the U.S., we'll be able to negotiate a swap, get her back, get the other the other get prisoner back. Likely, we send you know one of their folks back, who's probably a legitimately bad guy, but whatever. Um, and and you get her back here. That's the thought, and people are pretty optimistic that it's going to happen. With this kind of stuff, man, until she's like on American soil or out of Russia, you never quite know, right? So, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Um, Another speaking of women's basketball, this was a this. I don't know how many people pay attention to it. I do, but uh, Paige Beckers is a stud for UConn. Right. Um, oh, this is sad, man. Tore her ACL. She's done for the year yeah. already. Yeah. And, and will not be able to play this year. You she know, didn't play last year though. I mean, she came back. But... She missed a lot of time and came back. Yeah, and she wasn't quite herself, Barrett, when she came back. Apparently, she looked awesome in the uh, in the summer, and was was working out, pickup game, boom straight tear and she's done for the season so that's that's too bad man that is too bad she's out for the year that's a shame man yeah yeah and she mm. looks like they're they went from being like consensus top five to yep. now yep they're, they're saying it might be the first time in 15 years that uconn may not make the uh the final four for huh. I don't that's know. A, what, what a run gene Ariama has had oh my man, God. at that university incredible my goodness I'll tell you the one who's really putting it together. Like she's almost like taking the uh, baton from Pat Summit, Dawn Staley. What she's doing yes. in South Carolina, man. Yes. Right, right. Whoa. Won a national Whoa. championship this year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's legit. No question. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's do some birthdays because we got EJ Smith coming up at two thirty. We'll, we'll get some camp observations from from EJ and, and continue with Barrett as well. Pretty good ones, guys. Uh, Barack Obama is one of them uh wow yeah coming out of shoot strong here uh 61 years old for for barack <laughs> louis armstrong the, the great trumpeter oh, was yes. born in 1901 so i got there's another one for you megan markle uh yep. who was married to uh Prince. you know she was an actress oh yeah yeah no who not i mean no no megan big name she's married yeah, she's to married prince, to prince uh, harry. harry okay yeah no yeah. Yeah, Harry, right, Harry. Yeah, yep. Prince Harry, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, she's 41, Meghan Markle. Billy Bob Thornton, Sling Blade fame. Billy 67. Bob. Bad French Santa. French potatoes. Yeah, French fried potatoes. Bad, bad Santa. Yeah, he's been a lot of stuff. He's he's good, man. He's, he's, just, he's got just enough crazy in him. You know what I mean? Right, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that works. <laughs> he's an outlier, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you never quite know. Yeah, yeah. You always know him to do something. Uh, Roger Clemens is 60. Yeah. Roger Clemens. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, John Riggins, who was a, oh, yeah. one of the tougher running backs. Running backs, yeah. That's right. 73. Running behind the hogs. Running behind the they hogs. Say, they say back in the day when he, you know, towards the end of his career, 
he during training camp, he'd be over there barbecuing and drinking beers and, and coaching the younger running backs how what they were supposed to do. And he's still a player at the time. Yeah, Riggins <laughs> was crazy, man. He was crazy. Uh, Louis Vuitton of the uh, Louis Vuitton, you know, yeah. bags and style and, and uh, I hate you know, whatever fashion. I hate yeah, there's, spent, there's, there's been a lot of my money spent. By yeah, this dude. He, he arrives at your house every day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he was born in 1821, Louis Vuitton. Um, wow. Hey, Rob. Yeah. That that right there is confirmation. You know, Mr. Brooks has been claiming poverty for the, since the inception of our show. He just confirmed. He said, I spent a lot. Now, I emphasize. He said, I spent a lot of money on Louis Vuitton. Did he not say that? Yes, yeah, that's he why did. I'm broke now. Did, did, hey, I, did he my, not say that? That's I have why I'm broke that. now. I did that's, when I was playing. My, my wife did when I was playing. Nah, I don't care how you did it. You yeah. did it. That's all I know. Uh, While I was playing. Guess what? Derek, you might want to call your brother and see if he's available tomorrow. Yeah, we ain't talking about that. Let's keep talking. Let's are keep talking. over two hundred. Let's, 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 talk, about let's yes. talk about something more important, please. Can we? The can chat we... gang once again Man. comes up big. We're at two hundred and four. You guys are the best. Okay, and Gunner will be scolding tomorrow. Skull. Well, only if I get gear though. We can't. I can't skull until like. Oh, I, I guess I gotta say that chant. Regardless, I gotta say you that. You gotta do the chant, and and uh, Marvin geez. Gunn will make an appearance tomorrow. And uh, MG. MG. Now, now we gotta understand. Oh, Marvin is a performer, so you know he's yes. gonna bring. He's gonna bring the ultimate. Yes, he as is. far as his game face to talk about uh, Derek and his exploits. That way, like you'll it. know no, the that's real. That's what we're talking about. We're talking the real about, Derek. No, no, no. We're only talking about the real Derek. No, the Vikings. The real Packers. Derek. No, 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 no. We ain't talking about I agree Derek. with Barrett. The real Derek. No, why, no, why we got to talk about – I don't talk about your personal lives. Why yes, do you, you need do. to talk I'm about I'm not talking about your personal life. I'm saying – I'm See, saying Marvin. That, that should be off limits, period. <laughs> I'm just saying Marvin's. Marvin's Marv. Marv Gunn. Uh, okay. Yeah, Xander needs his email address. We got to get this moving right now. <laughs> We're locking this thing in. Um, all right, so uh, – oh, this is a good one, too, on this date. So on this date – in 1984, so August 4th, 1984, Carl Lewis wins the first of his four medals that he would go on to win at the L.A. Olympics. He won the wow. 100 meters. I mean, he was unbelievable, Jeez. Carl Lewis. Bro, he, he could do he it all. Everything, yeah, man. He yeah. could do everything, man. Yeah. Everything was sing the national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was that was that was horrendous. That was like Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Red glare. That yeah. which one was worse, him or Rosie O'Donnell singing at a Padres game? Oh, I goodness. just would I just know I wouldn't do stuff like that. I, mean, I wouldn't like, either. I wouldn't yeah. either. I, Carl kind of fancied himself a singer, and right, you know, and that's the problem right there. Yeah, he, he was thinking he was a singer. You, bro, you got to know and stay in your lane. You got to exactly. know your shortcomings. No, it's okay to know your limitations. Right, you know what I mean? and Play Rob, your you, strengths. Rob, you, so you like you like facts and figures. I got a great one for you. Go back Give to Louis one. Armstrong for just a moment. Yeah, yeah. Now think about this. In 1964, okay, he was 63 years old. Right. His song Hello Dolly, remember that was still a classic, knocked the Beatles off the top of the, the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Damn. He is the oldest performer ever to ascend to number one and knock somebody else off a chart. Like that's that. cool, man. That's really That's good. unbelievable. Yeah, he had the jaws, man. The oh, jaws. Yeah. They, they, they would just blow up. It looked like a like a fish, a blowfish. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, he had a he had a lot of health issues with his lips, you know, because he plays and you know, there were times when he had to cancel concerts. Because his lips were so damaged from playing, oh, really? it. yeah. And then doctors would try to get him to use certain medications; they wouldn't work. So he started using like lip lip balms and lip lip salves and stuff like that. 
Okay. But he went through a lot of a lot of people don't know that he went through a lot of problems with his that. lips from playing the trumpet. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to step aside here. EJ Smith's going to join us next. He was down at Bird's Camp along with Barrett today as well. We'll get his insights on everything that's going on. So John Dickinson, uh, I thought that was your friend, D Gun. Yeah. Well, I don't have any. I don't have any friends except my family at home. That's it. All right, let's hit it. We'll come back. EJ's going to join us. Uh, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're sports. My friends at Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insurance Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove unwanted trees off your property. We offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem you may face. So do you have any type of tree issues in your yard or property? All right, if you do, we're just a quick phone call away. We are experts at trimming all types of trees and serve Southeastern PA, South Jersey, and North Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, you got storm and hurricane season right around the corner here. Now is a great time to have your trees evaluated. Go to their Facebook page or Instagram for more information or sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call today, 610-850-850. 2848 610 2848 or Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you- Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
All right, final segment. Welcome back in. We uh, we close the show out in style with our next guest. Uh, he does a great job covering the birds for the Philadelphia Inquirer. You can follow him on Twitter as well at ejsmith94, and of course in Philadelphia Philly Inquirer uh, or Inquirer.com. EJ, what's going on, man? How was practice today? What's going on, guys? It's always a pleasure to join you here. Practice was, uh, was pretty good today. It was a little hot today, though, I got to be honest. <laughs> we heard. Barricade not, not, the, uh... not a little bit. It was hot. <laughs> yeah, I was struggling a little bit. Had to had to hit the Rita's today. I right, right, it. right. Me too. Yeah. I had to take yeah. a little kids' Rita's. Why not, yeah. man? You got to do what you got to do. It's survival of the fittest out there. I'm about to say, uh, hey, EJ, out there. EJ, hey, EJ, you didn't bully a little kid for the Rita's like somebody else I know did. <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not really into intimidating children. So uh, I tried to stay away. <laughs> listen, Barrett. Uh, listen, Barrett. Hey, no judgment. <laughs> EJ, don't feed into that, man. EJ, don't feed into that, man. Oh my God. Well, EJ, let me let me ask you, man. Uh, all everything I and I saw a lot of the stuff that you your ops your camp observation, which I always enjoy, man. Um, the defense, in particular, the defensive line had a strong day today. Was that was that your impression really throughout? Yeah, I think um, you could really tell the offense was without both uh, Jordan Mailata and Andre Dillard, you know, especially just uh, you know, at the left tackle spot. Raven Clark is a decent, uh, a decent rotation guy, you know, a depth piece. But, you know, you could t- kind of tell he was a little overmatched today. Um, but, yeah, just throughout, I felt like the pass rush was uh, probably the strongest it's been all, all camp. Um, and it kind of just like, you know, when when you've got a uh, pressure in your quarterback's face all day, it kind of does muck up the rest of practice just because it's like, you know, these guys aren't getting the ball out on time and things can be a little bit uh, discombobulated. So hmm. exactly let me follow. I can I follow that real quick? How did those guys get concussions? Do we know? No, they don't. They didn't give us a whole lot. I mean, obviously, like they've been wearing the Guardian caps to yeah. limit stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I mean, Nick, Nick made the point today that like, uh, even though the Eagles aren't like live to the ground with tackling, those alignment are live, you know, pretty much all all during team and in one-on-ones. Um, so, you know, it's inevitable. I feel like that it happens every once in a while. Um, it is strange, though, that like both of them, you know, had, you know, both of them went down at the same exact time. It almost makes you wonder if it was like when they're working the pads, maybe they hit, hit each other in the helmet or something like that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't really offer us, offer us a whole lot of an explanation about how okay. it happened. You know, when I was in practice, man, I, you know, I saw that the defense, I was playing these guys, the defense, for the most part, on passing downs, passing situation, looked very, very good. Rusting the passer, coverage was good. Guys knew where they supposed to be. The linebackers uh, played exceptionally well also. But I did see some stuff in the run game where that offensive line were making holes and those running backs were getting touched to the second level. But nobody really talks about that a- aspect of um, – of, 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 you know, practice, you know, the run game really looks good. And I'm kind of, I'm like, you know, very happy that the offensive line is working in the run game, but I'm also a little, what's going on with the defense as far as they can't stop them stopping the run. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, that's like the double-edged sort of camp is when one side looks good. It's because the other side maybe isn't doing as well. I mean, I, I wouldn't be worried about like, you know, obviously I don't think anybody's super worried about, Javon Hargrave, you know, that, that guy has kind of proven what he is in this league by now. And, you know, Fletch, I mean, we'll see what he looks like in the regular season. It wouldn't shock me if during camp he's just trying to make it to make it to the regular season. But, you know, when, when you look at some of the other D tackles that have been rotating in, you know, you see a lot of Jordan Davis. You see some Marlon Toipilotu um, and, you know, some of the other depth guys. So I think they're rotating a lot of guys in that interior line. But, I mean, again, it depends on how you look at it. I think Landon Dickerson could be, you know, poised to make a really big jump this year. You know, he looked really good toward the second half of last season. And, um, 
you know, I think he's a guy that could, you know, really take that next step and be a real difference maker. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. The runs are kind of tough in camp because it's like, you know, it's always like, well, would that guy have actually made that tackle in a game? You know, got one arm on him, but, you know, obviously like it's not live, so it's hard to really gauge. But I agree with you. I think the run game has looked pretty, uh, pretty good. You know, uh, Miles Sanders especially has looked really explosive during camp. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell break off like, you know, really good chunk runs so far through camp. Hey, EJ, are, are you able to get a true gauge on exactly what Jonathan Gannon's scheme or is it still a lot of cloak and dagger right now? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I learned from last year, you can't read too deeply into whatever he's running mm-hmm. because he's is it's he's just working on stuff and seeing what guys are comfortable doing. You know, uh, the first couple of days of camp, you see Hassan Reddick dropping in coverage a whole lot. And it's like, wait a second, like you don't pay that guy all that money to, mm-hmm. you know, chase tight ends. You want him chasing quarterbacks. And I think, you know, in the, in the days prior, days pre, the days after that, you know, you've sort of seen that you know, Hassan is rushing the passer a little bit more. So, mm-hmm. I mean, last year, I remember that Gannon had a lot of uh, odd fronts. You know, it was like, I remember I, I was asking around, like, is he really going to run a lot of those odd fronts during the uh, during the season? And then it was kind of like a little bit of both, you know. So I think I think we were learning that he's just going to be about the same that he was last year in terms of it's going to be a lot of different looks, you know, multiple fronts. And, um, you know, I think that we're just the, – the foundation set, you know, you, you expect to see two high safeties – you expect to see odd fronts in certain situations mm-hmm. and even fronts in other situations. But no, I think it's hard to, it, it would be, I wouldn't recommend um, someone like, you know, make a lot of uh, conclusive statements about what we're seeing uh, from Gannon's scheme just yet. EJ, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, look, obviously there's a high level of excitement for, for AJ Brown. Um, and it seems like virtually every day he's given even more reason to be excited. I mean, it, it just looks like this guy is, is balls to the wall, every drill and, and, and all in and, and playing really well and probably setting a great example for the younger guys as well. Just give me your impressions of him so far up close and personal. Yeah. It's funny. Like the first couple of days, I don't remember who said it, but someone said he's a pads player. Like, you know, he's been impressive, but wait till the pads come on. And I think that that's bared out, you know, I mean, the last couple of practices you really start to see, how physically imposing he is. And, you know, today the offense didn't have a great day, but A.J. Brown had a really good day. And I think there's going to be cases where that's that's the case in the season, where it's like, you know, the offense can't really get anything going. But, I mean, you get A.J. Brown the, the ball on a slant route with, with a safety to beat, he can turn that into an explosive play all by himself. Yep. And they've been doing that a lot in camp. You know, it's been a lot of slants, a lot of quick outs, these quick hitters that are, I mean, they're relatively easy throws for Jalen Hurts to make. And A.J. Brown is the type of player who can turn, you know, that eight-yard completion into a 35-yard gain. So, um, no, I think he's been as advertised. If anything, I'm a, I've been a little bit surprised with how often they're, they've been targeting him. Mm. Um, and it does seem like, you know, I mean, obviously we all kind of expected him to be, you know, the number one option in the offense. But it has it's been that way almost from the jump. You know, mm. Devontae Smith hasn't been as big of a factor uh, as, you know, I may have expected. I mean, I, I thought Devontae had a really good OTAs. Um, and, you know, I was talking to somebody today and they, they pointed out like James Bradbury has had an awesome camp. He's looked really good. And Devontae had some trouble with, with Bradbury in the regular season last year. So, you know, that's a tough matchup for him. And I think that, um, you know, again, like AJ is the type of guy that might be a little bit less matchup uh, dependent this year. You know, and again, might be the guy who kind of carries the offense through some dry spells. Hey, EJ, just just go back to Jalen Hurts for just a moment. And you were talking about the quick strike game. Do you think that's the best way to utilize his assets uh, when a regular season hits the ground to get him in a better rhythm? You know, don't let him stand back there patting the ball too much, waiting for the deep intermediate routes or the long ball. Just keep dinking and dunking his way down the field. I mean, hey, 
a lot of great quarterbacks in this game. That's how they've made their claim to fame by dinking and dunking their way down the field. Yeah, that's something that like Josh McCown talked about a lot when he was here. It's kind of yeah. like that rhythm you get into, yep. you know, those easy makes. So, I mean, it certainly can't it can't hurt. I mean, with Hurts, I think a lot of it comes down to confidence. You know, I think there have been days in camp where his body language has been really good, and you can tell he's in a rhythm. And then there's been other days where he's a little bit more uncomfortable, maybe a little bit apprehensive. And I mean, those those completions to AJ Brown. I mean, AJ Brown creates a lot of separation on those slants and those out routes because he's you know, he's explosive, he's dynamic, and guys have got to give him space because of his speed. So, you know, I think that those are the types of completions that, you know, you're going to want to get Hurts early in a game, kind of get him in rhythm, get him, you know, let him, you know, it's like the shooter mentality, like let see the ball go through the net a couple of times and build his confidence up that way. So I think that's that's one of the things that A.J. Brown brings to this offense is just kind of like a confidence booster for Jalen Hurts at times. Mm. Well, E.J., what do you – what do you – give me your – um your evaluation of Nicobe Dean right now, because I know a lot of people thinking he was going to be a day one starter, you know, coming in. Um, give me your assessment on what you've seen the last couple of practices uh, during camp. Yeah, I mean, I, I would actually pump the brakes on like the day one starter stuff. I think that there might be a, a sorry. I mean, I, hey, I told no, no, you, I, I've been saying, telling people that. Yeah. With me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think they're going to play all four of those guys. I think you're going to see Davion Taylor, Kaiser White, TJ Edwards, and Nicobe Dean in there. I think that, Nicobe Dean is one of those guys. I think he, his coverage ability will let him see the field at times, but situationally at first, I think is probably what you're looking at. I mean, it's going to be a transition for him. Obviously he played in the SEC, but he was the book on him coming out was that he was a little bit smaller and we hadn't seen him take on blocks at a level that you, he's going to have to in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. I think it might be a little bit of a transition for him on early downs doing stuff like that. I do think that he's got a role in the defense, but if I'm being honest, just watching camp through the last week, he's been one of the more quiet linebackers in the rotation. You know, a lot of guys have made, you know, some splashy plays here and there, you know, like Kaiser White has had a couple of big stops. Davion Taylor's made some plays in the past game and TJ Edwards almost feels like he's always where he's supposed to be. Um, and, you know, Davion has been a little bit quieter through camp so far. I think some of that's probably he's just getting used to the scheme and I wouldn't, you know, read too much into it. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you, Barrett. I think that there's a good chance that, you know, in week one, you're going to be seeing a lot of TJ Edwards, a lot of Kaiser White, and then some Davion Taylor mixed in there, and then maybe some Nicobe Dean on, you know, third down, obvious passing situations where you kind of want more speed and coverage ability. Um, but it's, it's going to take him some time. I feel like uh, linebacker's a tough position to come in and, you know, make an impact right away as a rookie. I mean, there's a lot of instincts and experience that go into that position. E- EJ, any um, individual or position group been – disappointing or more quiet than you thought, I guess, in, in some of your observations? Yeah. I mean, I would honestly say that up until today, again, it's like with camp, it's like, we're, well, is one side doing well or is the other side not doing well? I would say that the pass rush wasn't as good as I expected in one-on-ones the first couple of days. And now is that because, you know, Lane Johnson has been doing a really good job against Hassan Reddick and Jordan Mylott has had a, a heck of a camp. I mean, he looks incredible when he was out there. You know, it might be that, but it's also a little bit like I haven't seen, uh, aside from I would say Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham, and Graham's been running against the twos a lot. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of guys mm-hmm. get by those tackles in a, in the one-on-ones, you know, those um, especially Mylotta and Johnson. So I would say that Thank those, you, those first team, as a, is this another I, one of your I, points? I, I, I give these guys <laughs> points, and I, I yeah. love when somebody else, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, so I guess I'm preaching to the choir here. But, yeah, no, I, I feel like the, the first-team edge rush hasn't gotten home as much as I expected. Again, like, Josh Sweat has made a couple nice plays, and Brandon Graham has been just beating up anybody that they put in front of him who's not a first-teamer. Um, but on in the outset, you know, the overall, I would say that, yeah, I'd say the pass rush, especially in those one-on-ones, isn't as, um, isn't as productive as I thought it might be. Mm-hmm. I was also looking at, um, you know, the interior guys and how they're, you know, the way they work, all the interior guys together. Yeah. Why do they like Marlon so much, man? I like the other kid. What's number 73? I like him a little Terry, more. I like... Uh, who are you talking about? 73. Is, that's, is that Marvin Wilson? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wilson. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. There's 90 of them. It's hard to keep track of sometimes. Right. right now. <laughs> it's time of the year. Um, yeah, I think that I, I the Marlon stuff is interesting. I mean, obviously, he's got the draft pick status. I feel like it's because he can play a couple different spots in that uh, in that odd front. You know, I feel like they look at him and they might feel like, okay, he can play some nose, he can play some three technique. And I think that last year, one of the things that they – I think one of the biggest changes you'll see from the defense is, like, I think they're done putting, like, Josh Sweat and, like, you know, other edge rushers in that four-eye spot, and they need yeah. people to fill in there. So I think, that, cause I think that's why you might be seeing him because I agree with you. I was surprised how often he's in there with the first team. Um, you know, and I, I – I don't know. I, he's made a couple plays, but overall, like, yeah, he's not a guy who I really had penciled in with the first team going into camp. Mm. I don't see it, man. I just don't see it, man. And, and looking at um, looking at the linebacker position, like you said, TJ Edwards, he's going to be the guy. But then after that, I mean, how many do you think they keep on the roster? Because the way it, way it kind of That's averages out. And you have Sean Bradley with the, you know, with the special teams angle of that, too. Then you have yeah. Derek Barnett. They're using him as a linebacker. Like you said, sweat, you know, I mean, how do they mix those guys into the equation? Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of them on the roster just because they can, you know, you look at guys like Barnett and sweat and even, you know, Reddick, who will drop into coverage from time to time and play that Sam role. I mean, even a guy, they're going to need somebody, somebody on the roster who can, <clears throat> excuse me, who can, uh, you know, play that Reddick role when Reddick, you know, whether he's not available or whether he just needs a break, they're going to need a, a backup Sam or two. So then you're looking at guys like, you know, Patrick Johnson, Tyron um, <clears throat> you know, Johnson. You're looking at guys, you know, those yep. undersized guys. So I, I, I do think they're going to go heavy on linebacker and what Gannon would call overhang player, which is that Sam spot. Um, you know, I agree with you. Like Sean Bradley's a guy who I feel like he's carved out a role on this team and just yes. in the league, you know, just by being a special teams ace brings a lot of energy he's a he's the type of guy i could see in a couple of years really being like one of those like culture guys you know just like someone who's been in the building for a long time that sets the tone with intensity and practice and everything else so yeah, I, agree. Gonna have some... I agree with this yep mm-hmm. I yeah agree. that's a that's a great comparison that okay. is a great comparison hey, uh, yeah. hey ej what do you make of how slow and deliberately they're bringing along the kobe dean right now I mean, I think that they, I think he's just, I think they're working him into the rotation. And I, I think, you know, some of this is if he, if he's making enough plays then they won't have a choice, but to put him on the field. So, right. I mean, it does seem like they want him to, you know, focus a little bit less on that learning both spots and just kind of learn one spot at a time a little bit more than I thought they have done in the past with some guys. But I don't, I don't think that it's any reason to like sound the alarm. I just right. think again, like he just hasn't made, a lot of uh, splashy plays yet. And I don't think that he's gotten them. I don't think he's put them in a position where it's like, he's got to play, you know, we've got to get him on the field. I think that, you know, especially with the way this defense is, I think that Gannon likes these guys who kind of know where they're supposed to be. And that's TJ Edwards and Kaiser Mm -hmm. White right now. So Mm -hmm. I think he's just valuing their experience. 
EJ, let me ask you about the running game. You know, we all know it was the you know the most effective in the league last year. They rushed for over two thousand, over twenty seven hundred yards, five hundred and fifty attempts. Um, how dramatically different do you think that's going to look in terms of attempts? In terms of you know, we know it's something they had to turn to almost last year with just the way the offense was situated. But there is an AJ Brown now. You hope that with the development of Hertz and and Smith, et cetera, how different do you think it's going to look this year compared to last? Yeah, I think it's. I think it will look different. I mean, I think that they're going to do what they need to to win games. And if Hertz hasn't taken the steps that they want him to have taken, then they're going to have to go back to it. And they'll always have that to lean on. You know, as long as this offensive line is as dominant as it was last year, they're going to be able to run the ball. But I do think that there's not only a facet of this that's like we don't want to. You know, it's like obviously they'll win games however they can. But I think that everybody knows that they're going to have to be more balanced and more multiple to win games especially meaningful games so Mm -hmm. I think that the addition of AJ Brown gives them like I mentioned earlier the chance to have easier completions you know some of these you know short quick hitters that can get you five or six yards I think you might see more of those on early downs than you did last year and I do think that like if we're looking if we look up at week nine or week 10 and they're still one of the teams that in neutral situations we're passing and, you know, running are as equal, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whatever, you know, it's like they can, they could really go either way, you know, second and medium, third and short, stuff like that. I think that if we're seeing them run the ball as much as they did last year, I do think that that is a, you know, a commentary on where they think Hertz is at, because I think that Nick Sirianni, the way he likes to run his offense mm-hmm. and just the way that the Eagles organization views analytics and the way that they view winning football, they want to be able to throw the ball. Um, so I, I expect it to look like it did last year, maybe even a little bit more, you know, downfield passing instead of, you know, options and RPOs and stuff like that. I think you're going to see a lot of um, a lot more passing from them early in the season, probably again, like it was last year when they weren't running very often. And if they revert back to what they did at the end of last season, again, I think that that probably tells you a lot about where they're at with Hertz more than anything. If, if at, you um, were a betting man, uh, go ahead, Bear. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say, well, you know, Sanders running game. Um, would you be confident of them going into the year with uh, with just Sanders, Gainwell, Scott? Do they need a guy like uh, Huntley or, or Brooks to stick around? Um, I, I'm intrigued by Jason Huntley, so I might not be the right guy to ask. I think that he's got some juice. Yeah, um, kickoff but, return especially. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And they need to find those guys, those return guys too. So, I mean, I, it depends on what they do at receiver and tight end as well, but I mean, if you're asking me from like a talent standpoint, I'm def I'm not worried about that. Especially, you know, a lot of people talk about like the short yardage backs. I mean, the Eagles didn't have problems in the red zone last year. A big part of that's Hurts. You know, Hurts' ability in the run game, especially short yardage situations. I don't think they need like a bruising running back to get them two yards when they have Hurts, who can honestly like serve as that for uh for certain situations. Um and, you know, I don't think if they go late and you only have three backs on the roster to start, that wouldn't alarm me. I think that, um, you know, the running backs are easy enough to pull off the practice squad or find guys like, you know, Jordan Howard's always going to be out there ready to make his return once again. So, I mean, I feel like the, the way that you can the way you can handle that position with free agents and practice squad, they might go light there because I think, you know, when I think about it, it's like, I could see them going heavy at receiver. I could see them, you know, adding yeah, – I think that they could go heavy at tight end. So uh, – and obviously we know they're going to go heavy on offensive line. So running back might be the wor- the spot where they go light. And if they do, I think that they'll have ways to kind of maneuver around that. If you were a betting man, would you bet money on Miles Sanders being here beyond this season 
based on the fact we know how much this organization de-emphasizes that position? It's tough to say. I mean, it really is going to depend on his market. Now, if he has a, a thousand yard season this year and hits free agency and that he's got suitors, then yeah, I don't think he'll be back next year. I think, cause I don't think the Eagles are going to pay like top market value for a running right. back. I mean, you know, I think that there's enough like Ravens influence in this front office by now to kind of look at what they've always done and kind of apply it to the Eagles. And that philosophy is like you draft them, you know, <clears throat> day two right. or day, you know, or late day, day one, and use them up for four years, and then you let them sign a big contract somewhere else. You don't sign running backs right. to second contracts. So the way I see Miles coming back is if, like, you know, even if he has a good or, you know, maybe not great year and his market's not great, I could see the Eagles saying, well, we'll sign you to a one- or a two-year deal, bring mm-hmm. you back just because, you know, I do think that Miles is a talented back. But, yeah, if there's, like, a, a competitive market, I, I have a hard time seeing the Eagles paying uh, at the top of that market for any running back. Right, right. EJ, the uh, the age old question uh, in terms of practice. I know they're off tomorrow. They have the uh, the open practice coming up. Uh, what Sunday? It's on uh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and today was longer than most have been thus far. Do you feel like it's it's enough? You know, it, it's always the the argument against efficiency versus you know trying to get these guys off their feet, et cetera, et cetera. Where where do you fall on all this? Because I know it's a it's controversial for some old school folks and and, and others believe in it, et cetera. Yeah, I, I guess it depends on what like what you're what what you're looking for. It, it, I don't think that the Eagles are going to lose a game week one because of their practice schedule, especially because when you're out there, you see they run an efficient, fast paced practice. They get a lot of team reps in, and they get a lot of uh, individual work, a lot of seven on sevens. They 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 fill up their time. And the way they fill up their time is the ones and the twos run a lot of reps. Um, now, is it enough in two or three years? Are we going to have the same, you know, are we going to be having the same conversations about practice squad guys coming along and, you know, oh, guys like Marcus Epps, you know, Greg Ward, you know, these guys who, you know, started as practice squad, started as undrafted free agents or waiver wire pickups. And all of a sudden, oh man, these guys are real contributors on low, low cost deals because the Eagles just developed them. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they um, if they're going to have as many of those guys in a couple of years because of the fact that the ones that really pay with this shortened practice schedule are those guys, you know, the guys who kind of need the reps, you know, need the practice. The Eagles have like, it's like 10 or 13 corners on the roster right now. Those guys don't get many reps, you know, um, Carson strong is the fourth quarterback in camp. He doesn't get team reps every day. Um, so those are the guys who I think really, uh, you know, kind of lose out because the Eagles have this shortened practice schedule, more walkthroughs and stuff like that. Now I'm sure there are ways that they can overcome it. And, you know, some guys will probably still, you know, make a living in this league, even though they didn't necessarily have that practice time, but I don't think it'll impact the way that the Eagles look week one as much um, as some people do, just because I do. I think that, you know, I watch these guys practice every day. They fill it up. They get a lot done. I think that a lot of them realize the value of the walkthroughs and they get something out of that time. So I don't think that they're not practicing enough and I don't think, I don't think it's going to have an impact on their win loss record, but I do think that it might have an impact down the road on how, how they develop young players, um, you know, just because of the limited practice time. EJ, tell me what you're saying on this Carson Strong. Everybody's enamored with this guy. I mean, he has a big, he has a big league arm, but obviously he's a stationary target because of multiple knee injuries. What have you seen from him in camp? You know, because people constantly ask about him. 
I was really intrigued with him coming into camp and maybe it's just cause he's, you know, it's a big step and he's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and running with the third team can be a little bit tough for a, uh, for a rookie yeah. quarterback, you know, a lot yeah. of this, this organization and everything else, but I'll be honest, Reed Sinet has definitely looked better so far okay. through camp. I think Sinet has actually looked decent at times, you know, looked pretty good at times. Um, I think all the quarterbacks have had their share of inconsistencies through camp, but I mean, Reed Sinet has made some good, th- some good throws, some good plays, I'm still waiting to see it from Carson Strong. Even the big arm, you know, he's been short on a couple of deep passes, which is weird because I watched him at the senior bowl. I know what kind of arm he has. So um, I think it's probably a little bit of just like discomfort right now with him, you know, just like not really knowing where everything's supposed to be and everything else. But, yeah, I'm still kind of waiting to see something from him. EJ, mm-hmm. we appreciate it, man. Thanks Thank for, you, bro. Uh, thanks for appreciate it. On yeah. Always. Uh, and, we, you know, always your insight is always valued here, man. So keep up the good work. Follow him on Twitter at EJSmith94. And, of course, uh, Inquirer.com. EJ, thanks, man. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having appreciate me. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man. Take, Take care, care, bro. All right, you got it. Yeah, he was uh, he was there today with Barrett in the, uh, in the heat, checking it all out. All right, so tomorrow we're going to have Marvin Gunn. I, I didn't whatever. think I'd be saying that at the end. Whatever. Yeah, we'll whatever. We'll be having Derek yeah. Marvin. Since we got Ooh. over 200 likes, good work. Yeah, whatever. Guys. Yeah. Uh, today, we appreciate that. Of course, we appreciate all of you oh, in the, uh, in the chat me. section. Yeah, that's right. So and all of you. Bear is loving this, man. I, I What's know. going on? <laughs> you guys are unbelievable. Uh, Say you will. Uh, so we will uh, we'll have he we'll have him tomorrow. And, you get to uh, you get to ask him about how he ended up singing with Prince and Paul Abdul. Yeah, we'll do all that stuff, man. So good work out of everybody. Thanks to everybody who streamed, everybody who listened. Uh, Xander Krause, our producer, excellent work. Don't go anywhere. National Football Show with Dan Cilio is coming up next for D Gun, Marvin's brother, for Barrett Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I have well, Rob. You guys Ellis, are supposed everybody. to be my friends. We got we you, man. We're just we we're just teasing. <laughs> yeah, we're just teasing. Uh, so we will talk oh, to everybody man. tomorrow at the same time. Have a great night, everybody, from the Sports Take crew. Thank you. stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? 
I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.